With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. You're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the otakuspirit.com website, where you can go for all of our anime, new and old, great community in the form links at the top, and social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And yes, today is our first impressions of the spring 2019 anime season. It's time to give everybody a lowdown on the what shows are panning out good or not, so you can get an idea if maybe there's something you might be missing out on. But to just give our impressions on how things are kind of starting out. Can't give a full perspective on if a show is good or not. Even if I say a show's not doing very good. It's been a it's been a pretty mess season so far. I hope these things start kicking up. That's all I can right. say. I think I have several people kind of going, Hey, so what do you think of the season so far? You don't usually get asked that often unless there might be something wrong with the season. So uh yeah, for I I don't know. Like I said, I I'm gonna wait till these things kinda give a little more episodes get an idea of if maybe they're just kind of rough starts but it seems like a season that's kind of pushing towards more of the multi-core shows as being the top ones and then everything else is kind of like yeah if you want to you can throw something in here we, we have plenty of slots open nobody's wanting to put any shows up against what's currently on uh but yeah i still want them to pan out because you know we love anime we want anime to well, be great considering we've had like what nearly an entire year of really out of the park shows i mean yeah it's 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 only a matter of time before we get a season like this so it seems like every season somebody says well usually summer is the week season well usually fall is the week season well <laughs> usually springs i think they usually say winter and spring if i'm if i'm correct but i don't know i seem to remember we've had a good last spring so i don't i don't know if that's true and last winter was stellar yeah <laughs> So anyways, not to say this is going to be like a downer episode or anything. It's just there's going to be a lot of shows that we're probably going to say, you know, it might I wanna, it I might wanna, go I want to hold out a little bit longer on this show. <laughs> nothing's like – it's just that nothing's jumping out and saying, holy crap, you need to be watching this, um, except for a few few shows. There is one surprising one and and some some ones that usually are in yeah, – I'll, I'll not spoil things. We'll, we'll not spoil things. So yeah, it's going to be a longer usual episode because the first impressions usually take some time. So hopefully we can bust this out pretty decently quick so you guys can get our ideas. We're not going to rush it, but we, so you can get our ideas and not be too insanely long. 
So yeah, let's let's dive right into it. We have our first one up, and it's a big one, of course. Is One Punch Man has come back, season two. Mm-hmm. Yay, season two of One Punch Man, uh, currently streaming on Hulu only, I believe, because it's a Viz Media license, and I haven't been able to find it anywhere else, so I could be wrong there. Uh, it's being done by studio JC Staff, which of course is a different studio than the first season, so that's been creating some controversy. <laughs> of course, Madhouse did the first season. Uh, it's based off a of web manga, of course, and these genres are action, sci-fi, parody, comedy, superpower, supernatural, seinen, all that good stuff. But yeah, so for those that don't know what One Punch Man is, basically follows a guy named Saitama. And Saitama basically did this crazy regiment every day when he was younger to make himself super-duper powerful, strong. And he kind of is now in this state where he can't find anybody that doesn't take one punch to destroy. And that's the whole joke, is he's the One Punch Man, so... Anybody he runs into, he punches once, and they're they're done. Which was, you know, basically, in the first season, was mostly the comedy. Is around the idea that you'd build up this monster that'd be super powerful, and then Saitama would show up, punch them once, and they were done. And that was the punchline. No joke. Every single time. So, I, I think for the first season, I wasn't really hot on it. I know it was really, really huge and popular, and that's that's perfectly fine. I'm happy that people love shows. Um, I did agree that the animation was absolutely fantastic, namely the Saitama versus Genos fight, the little training session they did, which was incredible. Uh, But going into the second season, of course, the big criticism right now is that people believe that JC staff is not doing as good of a job. I agree. There hasn't been a moment yet so far in this season where it's like, holy crap, that was animation amazing. It's just basically been these kind of very... Very, um, we would call it like a strobe light-ish, where it's just kind of flashing back and forth, frame between a punch and a, or a, an explosion, and somebody, you know, still punched over this direction or this direction. It's not really flowing animation. It's just kind of flicker effect going on. And so, that's, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. I, I think the Geno's fight, and I think the first episode was pretty awesome. But for the most part, yeah, it's 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 hard to go up against what Madhouse did with the season one. And I'm not saying that it's going to be terrible animation. Um, it's And it doesn't have to have incredible animation. If they do some good stuff with the characters, I'm sure it'll still be an amazing season. Uh, I'm actually enjoying the humor more this time. I don't know if... I was getting ready to say, I'm, I'm actually... I, I don't know if One Punch Man is slowly uh, growing on me. I, I almost kind of want to go back and watch the first season again. Yeah. Because I... I'm actually starting to enjoy some of this this junk, and it's it's like none of is the, it humor. the humor. <laughs> none of the humor in the first season got me. <laughs> I, I want to say I chuckled here or there, yeah, but for the most part, I it wasn't funny to me. And the whole buildup of a monster just to have him one punch him wasn't funny to me. And this season, I'm I'm getting more. I'm enjoying Saitama more, like the whole banana yeah. thing. Have a banana. <laughs> Have a banana. Don't put that well, on my I was, foot. I was, I was also going with the 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 um, the he was going up to the the shop stall and and the guy hit him and he like knocks him back. Are you trying like, to rob me? <laughs> Are you trying to rob me? What the heck is your problem? Yeah, that was that was it, like I said. It's it. I, and my thing is, I was I wasn't sure if it was just me. I wasn't sure if it was something new. I wasn't sure if the writing was a little bit different. I'm not sure if it was just a different state of mind now. Maybe it's just it took a, whatever a year or so before I was more accepting of that type of humor right now. It's just, it, it's kind of working for me right now. So I will admit that so far we really only had King Story. We had the, uh, the, the cycle. King Story now. was surprisingly fun. I, I, I kind of liked that. 
it was cheesy, but I mean, it kind of works. I kind of think that they've done that story too many times at this point. I mean, technically, Saitama's story is King's story, yeah, but except that Saitama's actually really strong. It's that whole concept of somebody steps in. Well, no, it's not that King's story is Saitama. It's King's story is everybody around Saitama. Exactly. He never gets credit. Everybody else around does. It's the same with King. He technically doesn't do anything. He just gets credit for everything. Exactly. So that's, I think, the only reason why it didn't really hit with me. He's a he's a funny character in that regard, though. Just more, he just he doesn't really want to deal with it, but it just happens around him, and so he has to deal with it. Uh, I love the punchline at the end, having the the big thing show up, and Saitama knocks it out at his house, and probably got credit for it again. <laughs> he just wants to play his video games. Uh, so now he's playing video games at Saitama's house now. Uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I don't think, yeah, there's some good points. Yes, it uses more CGI now, which I know is probably going to be bothersome to people too. Uh, I think it's decently good looking CGI. It it meshes well. Like the whole centipedes, they were extremely CGI, but they were doing things to hide it. And I, you know, appreciate, or ma- making it blend out rather. Uh, the, the bat guy is pretty awesome. Um, I'm excited to see him fight the uh, the disciple. I can't think of his name right now. I don't have it up on my screen. But, the back um, guy was cool. I liked him. <laughs> yeah, that's he what I'm saying. Out, it worked out really well for me. And I know he was in the first season, but I think he was only at the very end. Yeah. Or maybe he just had a cameo he was, here he and there. He was one of the but S, S yeah. ranks. He, he's, he's, I just like his character. He's, he's got that kind of rough school. But it, I did kid. like the fact that we kind of got an explanation as to why King wasn't in the, in the final battle in the last one. Oh, because yeah. he never showed up, and, and everybody just assumed it's because he's so powerful. Yeah, he he's probably have dealing to. with something more important. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, we haven't seen our uh, who, was it voiced by Ayu, Aoyuki? Yeah, the, the she other hasn't been there yet. I don't, I don't know unless that was her that was in the room with him. That I wasn't sure. Yeah. Her hair wasn't the same. That's for sure. Green hair. Yeah, she clear. had green hair, but but it wasn't kind of um, like an octopusy yeah type. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of it. Um, like I said, I'm more in tune with the humor this time. Like I said, I don't know if it's just different style or or if it's just the humor's getting better, or if I'm just more in tune with it. But I think that'll help it this season, just because I'm more in into the idea of watching it for the humor, which was a majority of the show, is the humor, even if the animation isn't quite there. And who knows, maybe J.C. Staff will, you know, get some, uh, start ramping it up. Maybe they're saving their their efforts for other fights. Who who knows? Uh, but I'm I'm excited to see more of it. It's It's kind of... For once, actually hitting all the... And I guess it's more like... I had the same effect with Mob Psycho, I guess, too. Because Mob Psycho didn't really do it for me in the first season. The second season did. Yeah. Same writer. So maybe maybe his writing just gets better towards later parts of him. So we'll see. But yeah, uh, One Punch Man Season 2. Definitely uh, excited for more of it. And we will see how it works out. I, I, I always get to kick out of the, the intros. I'm sure there's already people going crazy about the intros being super cool and... This intro of the first season didn't get me, and the second one didn't either. So, good on you if you enjoy it. They'll rock out with it. I just did. It, it just. I just. I don't. It's just. I guess the style is just not me. It's, it's fine. Uh, moving on, we have uh, Demon Slayer uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, Hulu, and Funimation. It's going for twenty six episodes. This will be a multi core season. Of course, being done by Ufootable. So amazing animation as usual. The source is a manga, and the genres are action demon, historical, shonen, and supernatural. And this one follows a guy named Tanjiro. And Tanjiro is currently living with his family up in a hillside. And at some point, when he goes off to sell some goods, he comes back home. 
and his entire family is slaughtered by a demon. Uh, the only person that is, seems to be alive is his sister, Nezuko. Uh, the sad thing about it, though, is that Nezuko seems to be uh, possessed by a demon of some sort, of been turned into a demon. And so Tanjiro saves her from a demon slayer before he basically... I don't know if he sealed her, but he basically put this kind of little cork on her mouth, and um, it's prevented her from basically trying to eat other people. Kind of calmed her down, so that's why I think it's kind of sealing her down a little bit. Um, but he's traveling to try to find the demon that caused it so that he can kill that demon and restore Nezuko back to normal because she's basically his only family now. So uh, in order to do that, he is enlisting to become one of these demon slayers in this particular uh, area. And he's currently training and then going to a kind of final trial to see if he can become one. And that's where we're currently at is he's in the, he's in the area for the trial and fighting really nasty demons there in order to prove his worth. So, yeah. Evitable. Super amazing, awesome looking. <laughs> I guess we yeah. can get that out of the way. It's very beautiful, though. I, I like the style to it. It's, um... I want to say it's something rather different than their usual style. It, it's got more of a very lush kind of, kind of color style to it. It's not kind of going for the whole... If, uh, unlimited Blade Works kind of setting, so it's more... It doesn't have the polish, and yet it does have its own uh, beauty to it. It is very different in the way that it, it stands out. It, um, like Andrew was saying, it's a very... A lot of the colors are very vibrant, very different. It's got also kind of a... a some of the some of the effects are kind of... I don't want to say watercolorish, but they're kind of... More, it's very old uh, style painting yeah. style, Japanese uh, style painting, and it's really cool because whenever they use those, because we see it in the intro, and when we did the music episode, I was like, I really hope those really cool little effects to their um, attacks will end up in the show itself because it looks really cool and artistic. Like Tenjiro, whenever he slices, it does like this water blade effect, and so it's it's got like a wave, uh, an old artistic uh, style wave drawing that kind of trails the sword. And it looks really, really cool. And there's other characters in the intro that do different abilities. Like one, I think, looks like more like lightning. Um, but I'm excited to see how those will will play into the, the the show itself. But he's used it once, and it was like really cool. So I'm like, yay, it's in the show. Um, but it looks really artistic and very beautiful. So I'm excited to see more of that. Uh, the fights so far have been pretty awesome. Um, a lot of tension to them. The demons are very vicious and very brutal. Uh, a lot. So like here recently, we had a kind of a backstory to one of the demons, and it was kind of very tragic. So there's a lot of emotion kind of built up to the actual fights themselves. They're not just kind of uh, demon of the week. It seems like each demon has something going with it. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some... The I think one of the first ones he fought, yeah, technically there wasn't a backstory to that demon, but uh, the situation itself was dire uh, to, the situ- to their current state at the time. So uh, there's some prudence to each uh, fight. It's not just, oh, here's another demon, take out the demon, move on kind of thing. So... That does add some value to it. It's it's. I wasn't really <laughs> expecting it, but it does seem like there's a lot of play back and forth to comedy. Uh, it seems like the writer was trying to go for a comedy action drama, so uh, it does play off a lot of heavy content, people dying, people being murdered. Uh, it's very gruesome, beheading, stuff like that. One hand, it has the comedy, where it's just kind of silly uh, uh, interaction between the characters, and then you have the, the more... Uh, kind of middle tone area with drama and whatnot. So it seems like it has a nice little mixture of character uh, interactions. So that, that was something I wasn't really expecting. I figured it was just going to be a straight, brutal, serious demon slayer kind of story. 
Uh, so I'm not really, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure how I was feeling about that. I'm like, oh, it's getting kind of really goofy. I'm not sure if I like that kind of tone, but it, it's been working out so far. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that everything, anything's really grabbing me. But I will say this last episode that we watched, um, it did kind of take it up a notch. So hopefully they can kind of keep that level of of writing into the story because I admit the the earlier episodes there really wasn't anything of really substance there. Um, but it, like I said, this recent episode kind of got me excited about that. So yeah, the first episode, it, it, I wasn't really sure that I was going to like this show at all, and at some point in the last couple of episodes, I really kind of started following it a lot better, and I really do like Tanjiro. I think that that his his motivations are are as a and and he plays off as an un- underdog really well and i really like the fact that he is trying so hard to um to uh take care of his sister and it, it, that that rings so well in in this the way this this show is presented i really enjoy this so far uh, and as much as this show should not work for me for some odd reason it's working and i so I, I am I'm really interested to see where it goes from here. You just like to see the cute girl kick off the demon's head. Yes, that was that <laughs> was definitely <laughs> straight football. Here. No, I, I like when he goes back to find her in this cave because she doesn't. They can't. The demons can't live she out in the sunlight. <laughs> he looks in there and she just pokes her head out of this hole. And he's like, she dug a hole. <laughs> here I made a basket. Can you fit in the basket? Can you get smaller? And he drops inside there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I appreciate the character designs, too. There's been a lot of uh, character designs that I really appreciate. Um, Momok- uh, Mokomo and, and uh, Sabito, who was helping him with The Rock, was I like their design. So I'm, I'm excited to see more of the character designs going forward. But so far, I, I really like them. And they, they work really well with, with the Footables. Amazing artists and animators. So really excited about that one, though. It's, it's, it's definitely... One on my list, I just hope that the storytelling can can back it up going forward. All right, moving forward, we have Attack on Titan 3 Part 2, the return of the second half of the third season. <laughs> we had a little bit of a break, apparently. Uh, but yes, this one's streaming on Crunchyroll, running for 10 episodes. I would assume it's on Funimation 2, but I didn't check. I don't remember seeing it. I want to say that it was on Funimation, because I know that the earlier seasons, they work with them on those ones, so... Can't, can't confirm it right now. But yeah, it's being done by Studio Wit, Wit Studio, of course. Uh, sources of manga and all those typical genres that everybody knows Attack on Titan is already. Uh, yeah, this one is... I don't really need to explain it. Basically, Titans attacking humans. Humans hiding behind walls. They get a grim reminder. Yada, yada, yada. Shooting through air like Spider-Man from their hips. Yada, 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 yada. Cut back of necks. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, we've only got one episode of this so far, so I don't, I don't even know why I put it on the list. It was a solid first episode. Of course, we were caught up on the manga, so we kind of know <laughs> what they're searching for and where to find it because no shock there. It's technically going by the manga. Uh, but as usual, I think it's pulling off a lot of the moments. I know Chris was pointing out the the, the next slice from a certain Levi was was particularly awesome. Yeah, uh, was expecting it, off. but they pulled it off. Uh, I still wish he kind of turned it around a little bit so he can kind of decapitate. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Um Good to see Armin stepping up. That was, uh, of course, another kind of moment that I was expecting to see kind of come up. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of really important moments in this particular core, which I'll be excited to see how they adapt it. I know there's a particular one that they technically were hinting at at the end of the first part that I'm excited to see as well, uh, how that kind of pans out. But 
I'm excited for this. I was I was excited for the last core as well because it was the kind of infighting that they were having in the in their uh, their organization. So it was kind of tightens out human fighting in. And um, this one is going to kind of be back to the roots of, of, of fighting with, with Titans. And yeah, I, I, I'm trying to figure out ways of saying things without being spoiler. So I'm just going to stop. Yeah, I like the I, I, I think that they really surprisingly pulled off really well the um, the start of the next battle for a lack of a better term. Um, so I, I can't wait to see where they're going to what they're going to do with the next part. Um, should be a lot of fun. I wonder if they're going to get into the backstory or not in this season. The basement. Mm-hmm. It's in the intro or the outro, one or the other. So. Yeah, that's there, <laughs> but are they going to have enough time to cover the entire... No, I think this core is going to be this battle. I, I don't. The, yeah, the the backstory is going to take too long. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what I, that's where I was thinking because I I know the battle the battle is going to be taking up a good chunk I of the season. Uh, but can they do the back the the battle and the backstory? They might. You think so? I don't think the battle was that long because the backstory covers a lot. I'm trying to think how long the fight was. I don't. I want to say the fight wasn't that long. Because there's a what at least I can see four, probably four can, four chunks to the the battle by itself. Yeah, technically, I, I can see it probably going to episode five, and then the other the other five being the the backstory. Yeah, uh, that, that's yeah, true. if that if that's how they do it, then they could probably pull it off. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Because I, I just don't see this. Because the backstory was long. The backstory had a lot but, in there. But remember, they're they're there condensing is chunks it of better. It. There, yeah, I agree. There is chunks that are already technically covered already. So I guess technically they could uh, pull it off. Uh, definitely with that stuff being pulled out already, kind of there, and then all they would have to do is just kind of expound on the stuff that's already been revealed per se. Yeah, my whole argument with the with the last core in the manga was that it was just way too much talking and the talking was repeating itself and they condensed it and did it very well. And they, they told it better. And that's, that's been the whole thing with the animated series. It feels like it tells the story so much better. Uh, so I can definitely see them turning that backstory into five episodes. It's just, I don't see this battle lasting 10. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> or nine technically, but cause it's only going 10 episodes. So yeah, I can definitely see it being a five and a five and then, that would line up right with the next arc. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I guess we're spoiling the fact that there's a big drama points <laughs> in this this part too. Be ready, guys. I want to say probably. Yeah, I want to say episode. That would be spoiler <laughs> too. So, cool stuff. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. We'll, we'll see. Fruit baskets. A fruits basket. I, I'm doing it again. I'm going back to saying fruits baskets. Uh, the 2009 version coming back. Yes, uh, streaming on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Hulu. I was actually afraid because I thought that was going to be a Funimation exclusive, but apparently Funimation said, okay, you can have part of it too. So, yeah, uh, being done by Studio TMS Entertainment and uh, the sources of manga, which notably to people, from what I understand, and I'm not, I'm not in tune with the manga. I never read it. I've heard a lot of people saying that the original adaptation back in the day was done bad, and the original writer didn't like it. I don't know if that's true or not, but I did hear people say they didn't it didn't match with the manga all that well. So the cool thing is with this one, they've already stated, hey, we're going to readapt it. Of course, it started from the very beginning, 
and they are planning on doing the entire thing. And that's really exciting. That's, I think, the thing that's got me most excited about this. If they were just readapting and saying they, and not saying how much they were going to do, I don't think there would be much excitement for it. But now they've kind of put that out there. It's been really exciting. Um, and yeah, I, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. For those who don't know what it's about, it basically follows a girl named uh, Toru Honda. Uh, she has lost her mother and doesn't have any parents or relatives to live with. Uh, she was living with somebody, and then she decided to go live on her own. She's living with her grandpa. Yeah, and she decided to go live on her own because she didn't want to be a burden. So she's working during the uh, when she's not at school, and then when she goes to school, and then she lives in a tent out in the kind of uh, up on a hillside. Uh, at some point, she ends up realizing there's kind of a residence in the plot that she's decided to kind of <laughs> prop her tent up. And in this house, there is several people living there. And through events, she ends up bumping into them and becoming a part of that household. Uh, the weird thing in that household is that the, the people that are living there, one being Yuki Soma, and at the beginning, Yuki Soma and Shigure Soma, they have this weird particular thing about them that if she, if any girl embraces them, they turn into different animals of the Zodiac. Uh, so Yuki, he turns into a mouse. Uh, Shigeru Soma turns into a dog, and then a later person that shows up, Kyo Soma, he, he, he's a cat. So it kind of goes into the whole aspect of them being part of the Zodiac, gets in the whole uh, thing about the, the, the mouse and the cat and how they tricked each other and all that kind of stuff. So the whole thing is kind of built around uh, Tora living with these people, kind of learning more about them, and... Um, kind of learning about the rough life that Toro has been through and how she's kind of finding a place to um, kind of rest her head and stuff like that. So, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm really enjoying this adaptation so far. I was really kind of questioning the style of it. Uh, I, I'm still really not liking the smoke effect whenever they transform. But other than that, I'm really liking how it looks. Uh, some of the character designs are definitely different than what they were in the first adaptation. And, um, like I think Yuki's hair is like not even silver, and so that's kind of a weird difference there. But yeah, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. The comedy is is a lot better as well. I've been enjoying that as well. I, I guess I I can't say better. I I don't really remember uh, the original that much. I do remember this one particular scene where Kyo was getting angry and it had a little thermometer going up to show his anger levels going up. But other than that, I I, um, I don't really remember too much about it. But I've been enjoying the humor in this one. It it, it gives me a chuckle here and there and. Uh, everything seems to be on point, the the drama and everything like that. So I'm excited for this one. I really am. It's 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 definitely meeting my expectations. I guess I didn't really want to set expectations for this one, but it's it's thoroughly um, working so far. I'm loving it. I I I was excited about it when they when they announced it a couple of years ago. I've been loving it when they actually seen it in front of us. I I. I'm in the same boat as Andrew. I don't remember much about fruit baskets. I I remember fruits loving basket. it. Fruits basket. <laughs> I remember loving it when it was when it, when we watched yeah. the first I, first I, part. I want to say too. But at the same time, it, I hated I, how it, I hated how it end. ended, and it end. and it was one of those things that it's having it in front of me, knowing that it's going to be completed. It makes it all the much more hype that I I can have for it. I I really really am just having fun with this show. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that I had, I had watched that one when it was coming out back in the day. I want to say it was one of those ones where I was kind of looking at what was exciting at the time and caught that one on the tail end. But 
it was definitely one of those ones where it was it was like back in the day. You just didn't know if anything else was going to come of it. And then after a while, you're like, hey, wait, whatever happened to Fruit Basket or Fruits Basket? I'm going to keep messing that up. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I agree with you. The The fact that they are doing the entire thing it gets me really excited because it it was one of those bummer things. It's kind of like Spice and Wolf. It's like, okay, what? Where? Where is the rest of this? Come on, can we have the rest of it? And I remember a lot of the emotional points in the original adaptation had me really, really worked up. So I'm excited to see them done in this one. They've already hit on a, fo- a couple of them, especially kind of hitting on uh, her mother. And I know that when I, they get into it more, it's going to tear me up. I love the way that they 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 played off uh, Kyo and Yuki and and their quote-unquote hatred towards each other i i really love the fact that they pulled that off really turning well. into jealousy of each other yeah yeah you got it so much better than me that they don't realize that they're both saying the same thing yeah really cool really exciting can't wait to see more food basket wise man's grandchild or kinja no mago this one is streaming on crunchyroll funimation and hulu slated for 12 episodes being done by Studio Silverlink, the source is a light novel, and the genres are action, comedy, magic, and fantasy. And this one follows uh, Shin. I don't remember if that was that wasn't his name when he was. It, it basically opens up with the whole uh, man dies in a car accident and, or gets hit by a car, <laughs> and then is reborn into a fantasy world as a child. And then he is a tragic thing happens with his parents in this other world, but he is saved and adopted into the family of. The one and only Merlin. And in this particular setting, Merlin is kind of a, kind of a special guy. <laughs> he raises Shin out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he is actually known as being like this great wizard that uh, worked alongside his partner and, and saved the world from this great cl- uh, calamity. Uh, but now he's living alone with Shin out in the middle of nowhere, raising him to be a great wizard. And, um, but the unfortunate thing is he doesn't really explain anything to Shin, but how to use magic and fight demons. <laughs> so eventually when, uh, as we learn along with him, when he becomes technically an adult, uh, and, and decides to be taken out to, uh, to do whatever he wants to do in life, he decides to join this academy. Um, he learns about everything in the world <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a clever way of informing the audience by, Basically, waiting until he becomes old enough, and then, oh yeah, by the way, there's shops, and there's this, and there's that, and there's this, and we're learning along with him. But uh, that aside, <laughs> he joins an academy to kind of uh, become a wizard or whatever he decides that he wants to do. And of course, he's super overpowered, and people learn that he is actually the 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 grandchild of the great Merlin, and everybody's excited about that. Uh, but uh, that's that's basically the gist so far, and and guy gets really super angry, gets derpy faced, and becomes possessed by demon, and and then he fights him, and it gets really dark. I think it's it comical again. <laughs> this this show, it's it's so weird how strangely attractive this show is, and and I I don't want to say it's a great show. I just I think that it has this weird charm to it that makes you kind of want to see what what's happening. I don't know if it's going to last over the entire uh, 12 episodes, but for now, it is kind of keeping it it kind it's, of it's interesting. Inter- it's, it's, it's got entertainment value. To yeah, it. It, it's really weird how how attractive I how attracted I am to the show. I, I really do want to see and I maybe attracted is not the, the right word. It's just 
I'm intrigued by it. And I really want to see where it goes in the future because it does have this weird aspect to it. I, I, I love the way that Merlin kind of, when they ask him about, well, why didn't you tell him to tone his, his abilities down? He's like, because I wanted to see what he was capable of. <laughs> and he's like, when everybody shows up for his party, he's like, come on, everybody. Hey, do that teleport thing. <laughs> and they go to the other the other side of the teleport. And like, holy crap, this is like insane level magic. And he's like, I know, right? Now watch this. <laughs> hey, Shin, blow something up. He's like, okay, boom. <laughs> holy crap. This is like really bad because the military might really badly want this guy. <laughs> this could change the shape of all the kingdoms. But it's cool, right? <laughs> it's kind of like that whole stupid thing. See, that that was a lot of the entertainment value for the beginning parts of it. It's just this aspect of uh, the overpowered and the kind of absurdity of people's reaction to it. Uh, seeing him blast the, the the dummy and then she's like, okay, I was told that you're really super powerful. Please don't blow up this training facility. And he's like, okay. He does like a, a very small attack and it explodes still inside there and... How everybody was what? doing their what? stupid. I told him to call, keep it keep it toned down. He's like, I was toning it down. <laughs> how everybody was embarrassingly doing these stupid little uh, chants like magical <laughs> girls, and he's like, how embarrassing this is. How why how would they do this? This is embarrassing. Uh, yeah, there, it's it's just it's got a it's got a charm to it. I I almost want to say it's similar to that kind of charm that something like uh, the slime show had reincarnated as a slime. It's just it's got that. Yeah, it's overpowered, but it's just got that kind of silliness charm to it. The characters are fun to kind of be around. Uh, the main character is a, is a positive person that you kind of want to hang out with. Um, I am curious to see how they'll deal with the dark aspects of it. Because like I said, uh, with this recent episode, it got, it was, it was, it, the tone got really dark with it. it. There was some weight to what he just did. But like I said, it kind of undermined it with the fact that like, not even a, a frame later, everybody's showing up. Nobody's reacting to the fact that there's a character that's been beheaded that they knew on the ground. Nobody's reacting to that. And then suddenly they're doing this whole uh, bonsai, yay, cool, he, he's our hero kind of thing. It's like, wait, this is this was a bad situation and now you're, already, you're undermining it with this kind of comedy. So I am curious how they'll kind of juggle that aspect. If it's going to be really dark, if it's just going to play back and forth and how it's going to be able to to really balance that in a in a good way because that felt jarring um, not that it ruined it it just kind of felt jarring a little bit so <laughs> like the whole suits thing and how he kind of uh enchants gear and says this is like <laughs> your, your this is national like treasure national level. treasure <laughs> are you willing to wear this national treasure um uh, yeah it, it, it's fun and it, the mechanics are, are fun in that regard so we'll see it, it's it's been good though i'm i'm fully agreeing with chris I am surprised how much I'm enjoying. I literally, when I seen the wise man grandchild, I was like, okay, Isekai, let's see if you can actually do something. And it, it's actually pulling it out. So it has been one of the more uh, enjoyable shows this season. So definitely put it on my list. That's something I enjoy watching each week. So it's a plaid couch. We're not sure about the plaid, but for some odd reason, <laughs> it's attractive. <laughs> it's got a good color uh, combination. for the plaid. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, so it works out. That king is totally gonna is totally trying to use him. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we never learn is the next one. Or Bokubin. Bokudachi or Bokutachi wa Binkyo ga Dakinai. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Hulu, running for thirteen episodes, being done by Silver and Arvo Animation. The source is a manga and the genres are harem, comedy, romance, school, and shonen. This one follows a guy named Yuiga. 
and Yuiga is trying to kind of reach a certain kind of scholarship. So he's, you know, studying really, really hard, trying to be that person that is chosen. And he's called into the principal's office and said, okay, I want to give you this. And you, you got the right, you're, you're on course for it, but I'm going to have one stipulation. I need you to basically tutor these two girls. And these two girls are uh, Furuhashi and Okata. And Okata and Furuhashi are actually known for being like ace scholars in the school. But they both have one kind of issue that they're – or one uh, certain subject that they're just kind of terrible at. And uh, so he's you know, kind of forced to help these two girls study and uh, maximize their, their scores in that particular course. And, of course, the thing that kind of hit on really quickly is like, well, why don't you stop worrying about this that you're – because they're trying to go to a certain school for something that they're really bad at. And he's like, well, why would you do that? Why would you not go with the thing that you're really, really good at and actually excel at? And it's like, well, because we, I want to do this. So I want to learn to do that. So it kind of hits on that a little bit in the first episodes. Um, then it kind of jumps into uh, Takimoto, who is the school's uh, swimming ace. Who the child needs to <laughs> Needs to, you know, get better grades. Otherwise, she's not going to be able to be <laughs> their ace swimmer. So that's been the gist so far. I... I'm very mixed on this one. I've actually really enjoyed the characters. The girls are definitely way, way cute. They have some um, some top-level uh, seiyus that are involved with it. Uh, tan girl, best girl, uh, but childhood friends are never going to work. And <laughs> But I think the only thing that really isn't getting me is that it, the certain stories aren't really working for me. Yeah, I agree. Yu-Gi-Oh! just doesn't really have much going for him. Um, it just kind of is feeling very... The girls are what the thing is, and so when you have a, a main character that it really isn't working out, it, it kind of feels very one-sided. A lot of the conversations aren't very interesting, but uh, it, it does have a solid female cast, at least. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is one of those that I kind of want to... This is this is my first... Um, I want to see a few more episodes before I make a real mo- more solid uh, decision on it. it. It... Like Andrew said, I, the girls are freaking adorable i love the girls i i just um Yuiga is really cute too yeah like. yui yuga just does not work for me he is so boring and and it's it it sucks because he's 99 percent of the show so because you're seeing everything from his perspective and, and it so it really kind of sucks but i do want to see a few more episodes to see where it does lead uh, I I'm hoping that maybe the addition to another of another character or two might actually pull him out a little bit more. But as it stands right now, it's really all about the girls and the girls are kind of, I, I, like I said, I, they're adorable. I, they just, you're switching between the girls so much and get, trying to get their stories is really what it is. And he doesn't pull that out of their, their personalities out. Yeah, really it's, well. it's funny. Cause he's, he's not like he's a bad guy. It's just that he doesn't really have much going for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's very kind of one note. So like I said, he, he doesn't pull, he, he as a catalyst does not pull their personalities out to, to me. Now, Takamoto does actually get those two actually more engaged which is an interesting kind of interplay um maybe it was the fact that you needed a ganky girl to get the other two which one is a kind of a don Dari, the other one's kind of a uh i guess she was a kudari so it both of them are very low-key and then he's kind of low-key so getting her into the mix does make them kind of 
spurring them to actually more action, which was obvious with the the dark scene. So, yep, that's uh, we never learned about Bokuben. We'll, we'll see. That's what we have is the helpful Fox Senkosan or Sewa Yaki Kitsuni no Senkosan. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Thank goodness Crunchyroll actually got it. Uh, these, uh, going for 12 episodes, the studio is Dokokobo, and the source is a web manga. The genres are comedy, romance, supernatural. Uh, just like with Demon Slayer, we must point out, yes, Dokokobo, so we love animation. <laughs> um, not as not as super movie uh, or motionly like like usually with Dokokobo, but it seems like it's, it's stepping itself up as it goes along, so... Uh, whatever it does want to move around, it's it's definitely really well animated. And that's what I always love about Dogokobo. They just do they do Moe cutesy in motion and very lively very well. Uh but this one follows uh Nakano, who is a uh coder that works for a company. Of course, like usual with Japanese businesses, he's being superly overworked and is making him very tired and depressed and uh full of uh sadness, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and he's being overwatched by some uh, f- uh, some fox spirits, and particularly they decide that he's got so much of this dark aura about him because of his troubles that they need to stop that from spreading. They, they kind of insinuate that that kind of aura of darkness that's surrounding him will grow and grow and then it cause disasters. So they need to uh, liven his life so that that would go away. So Senko decides, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to take on this task. And so when Nakano comes home, he opens his door to Senko, who is this Kitsune uh, fox girl, and she is cooking him food and welcomes him home. Of course, he's like, holy crap, I got the wrong house. <laughs> uh, but come to find out, she's there for him, to take care of him, to basically spoil the hell out of him so that all of his worries will go away and that darkness, that aura can eventually go away from him and then he can be happy. So thus begins the overly cute overly fluffy and overly uh, cozy episodes of the Hubble Fox of uh, Hubble Fox and Kosan. So yeah, this is, this is one of those ones where it, this is just purely a fluffy relax and no watch pun intended. Show. Yeah. Or was it intended? Muffle, 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 muffle. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it is kind of, I, I want to be truthful here. I, I hate to say this, but this is kind of a letdown in the context it's in the in the content within the show. Now they stepped it up with a recent episode that so that has my hopes coming up for it. But my my negativity for it is really in the idea that when the episodes ends, I don't really feel that I had laughed or was extremely entertained by the show. It was just very relaxing and very soothing of a show. And that's not a bad thing. It's very beautifully animated. I love Senko. She's adorable. I want one. <laughs> right? But when I step back and look at it as a, did I laugh a lot or did I get some kind of storytelling or something in there? I didn't really. I just got like this desire of like, I really want to be there and just relax. But that's about it. So it's almost like that. It's uh, one of those, I, hate, I hate you, Nanaka or Nakano. <laughs> I guess the best example is that uh, as Beelzebub wishes or whatever that that show. Where like I watched it, and I was like, this is literally just nothing but soft and and fluffy. But there wasn't nothing in it. I mean, I laughed a little bit in there. That one too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say otherwise. But 
But like I said, I, this, this last episode, they introduced another character into the mix, but kind of threw a little bit of wrench in there. And the comedy surrounding her and the cosplay thing. And uh, now we got to watch that show. <laughs> Both me and Chris were like, <laughs> she mentions, oh, so you're cosplaying as this character from this anime. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. And they're like, yeah, sure. OK. And then she leaves and like. I mean, both me and Chris are like, now they're going to have to watch that. And I'm like, and they said it, and I'm like, oh, they're actually going to do it. They actually have to watch the anime now. No, because that, but that was a lot of fun. So if they can keep up with, like I said, first two episodes was like, okay, this is really fluffy and soothing. Not bad. Third episode was like, okay, now they're ramping up some cool, some chemistry thrown in here. I'm excited to kind of see what they do with that chemistry going forward. I'm excited to see they're they're insinuating it from the intro that uh, the neighbor is going to get this other uh, fox girl, and I'm excited to see that chemistry because uh, the neighbor was a lot more had a lot more uh, goofiness going about her than what Nakano. Nakano was just depressing, <laughs> and and I like the kind of hints at the backstory, but that was about all he had going for him technically. It was only about Senko. She was literally carrying it. Um, but like I said, I again at the same time I would love to have that. It's like that feeling of like I want to have that. To, 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 to go through the same situations. I want a Senko kind of thing. Um, but I think, can, uh, I can't say her name, Kyoinji, I think she's going to have more spunk and comedy go about her with her uh, Fox Girl going forward. So I'm really excited to see that part of it. So it seems like it's just going uphill for me. Um, but I have, to, I have to admit that there was some kind of worries about it with the first couple episodes. So, yeah. I, this show is absolutely adorable, and it's so much candy. It, it's just like an overwhelming sweet show, and I just really have enjoyed it. Um, I I do uh, agree with Andrew that uh, Koenji is going to – has added an interesting kind of twist to it, and she was freaking funny as, as all get out. So I can't wait to see how she kind of mixes into these two. Um, I do think that they that she brought a, a little bit more to um, the the main characters that that was kind of missing that I didn't realize that I was missing it. So it's interesting to see where the where the show will go from here. My anime list is sucking lately. <laughs> it's like one character listed. Uh, that's why I go to Anime Planet anymore. Yeah, that's uh, the help of Fox Senkosan. Definitely check that one out. If you're, if you definitely, if you're looking for that sugar show this season, if you're looking for that show that you, you come home and you're stressed out or you're just tired, turn that you on. Just want to see a the fluffy other, tail. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the other funny thing or a cool thing about it is that the, at the end of every episode, after the cast uh, goes through and they do the outro, they do like this little kind of Senkosan uh, episode moments where it's first person and she's welcoming you home and going through the the tropes that they had in the actual episode and having it first person perspective, like the, the ear cleaning thing and all that kind of stuff or going shopping. So it's kind of cute that they do that at the end of it, each episode. It's like one room all over again. <laughs> they need, they need a one room, uh, help a Fox Senko song collaboration. There you go. I'm calling it. Do it. Get it done. Uh, moving on. We have Bungo Stray Dog season three or Bungo Stray, uh, Stray Dog season three or third season. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll. Running for 12 episodes, being done by Studio Bones, sources of manga. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about this because, admittedly, I spent most of my time trying to get caught up because I never watched, uh, was it Dead Apple? I think it was Dead Apple. The movie. Which I enjoyed the movie. And, I, I okay, let me let me take that back. I It was okay movie, story-wise-wise, but 
the the combat sequences were just really really awesome so that kind of made it plus they gave a lot of context to atsushi which technically in the first season we had none of it and the second season we never really had much of it so it was it was cool that we actually got some backstory to atsushi because it was this whole thing of like what's that door that they keep hinting at and they finally actually get into it with the movie so that was cool uh the third season looks like it is going back to like the original uh creation uh well not really creation but the the original moments where uh Aogai Mori who is the head of the uh the mafia group actually becomes the leader and how he brings in Daizai how uh Chuya meets them so that has me really excited I was actually really looking forward to kind of seeing I wanted to know more about the Port Mafia so now it's actually giving me exactly what I've been wanting this entire time. So why I haven't watched more than an episode and a half of it is beyond me. It's just trying to get time to do it. Um, so I am excited to see more of it. And like I said, it so far has been pretty solid. So because I've always liked, I especially after the movie, I've always liked Chuya. So to see more of him is great as well. Um, Daisai, seeing him more in his more darker side is interesting. So we'll we'll see how that ends up turning out. But um, it's been it's been solid so far even though I've only watched an episode and a half. But I will be watching it. I will be watching it. I'm going to keep up on this show. All right, next one we have is Hitori Bochi, or Hitori Bochi no Marumaru Sekaitsu. Sekatsu. Uh, this one is streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for 12 episodes, being done by studio C2C. Source is a four-comma manga, and the genres are Slice of Life, Comedy, School, and Shonen. Uh, this is the one where <laughs> when somebody asks on Twitter or... Or or anime arcade chat or something like that. Hey, are you, are you actually liking anything this season? The only thing that comes to mind is Hattori Bochi. <laughs> this is the one show where I'm like, I don't know why I really love this show, but I'm yeah. The only one I can think of is Story Bochi. Like I think even uh uh I had somebody on Twitter was asking, uh, what is everybody watching? I'm watching this one already. What is what is everybody watching this season? I'm like, the the multi course, of course. But other than that, Hattori Bochi. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Hattori Bochi follows a girl named Bochi, uh, at, uh, and it was funny because I, this is literally the one where I, when I read the synopsis, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those shows where there's like one thing to it, and then they just keep killing that one thing, and it's not doing that. So anyways, um, yeah, this one follows Bochi, uh, when she was basically going to her next school, uh, she was getting separated from her friend, and her friend basically said, I'm no longer going to be your friend unless you go into that classroom and you make friends that all of them. Like, she just gives them this really big bean push and saying, you need to go out there and find new friends. I want you to succeed kind of thing. Even though she not, doesn't necessarily say that, you know for a fact that girl is saying, Bochi, you need to go in there and be happy kind of thing. Uh, anyways, what Bochi sees is that, holy crap, she's not going to be my friend anymore. I need to make friends with everybody in this classroom. How am I going to do that? Because she's extremely introvert. She has, like, serious problems. <laughs> she's a dork. Um, she's very ditzy. So that's that causes major problems. She's very shy, and so this is a, a huge struggle for her, of course. Uh, her first target is a girl that sits right in front of her, which is Nako, who is, like, the sweetest girl, but everybody thinks she's, like, this really bad delinquent, <laughs> which is really sad. So she kind of pushed herself to get friends with her. There's this other girl that has, like, extreme misfortune, and um, that's basically been so far, I think. I don't think they had the th a third person yet. But anyways, uh, so yeah, it's just her misadventures of being an absolute dork, uh, failing miserably at, c at any kind of communication with people normally. 
because it seems like even though she had that one friend, she doesn't know how to talk to people. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 been a blast so far. It's been I'll let you go for fun. It. I, I I've I've absolutely adored this show uh, from the very first second that she came into that room and tried to talk to Nako and just threw up all over the place. It was just so <laughs> I go with adorable. That it, 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 We're it, not it, the only thing that was like, oh yeah, that was out too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was one of those things that it it, it really did extreme inch- anxiety. Yeah, it, it, she has extreme anxiety, and it just plays so well into what she's trying to do. She's trying to make friends with all these people, and she's so genuine. And every one of these characters, when they end up realizing how genuine she is, it just plays so well. And from each character, I mean, like Andrew was saying, Nako, she has this genuine heart of gold. And she is just, everybody is always kind of... Like the teachers. Yeah, like, <laughs> teachers. <laughs> call me my first name. Kind of like, <laughs> where she's getting no, on no, everybody else sensei. about it. Yeah. You can't. You gotta call me. She's the only one that's actually calling her sensei. It's it's great. I I really have enjoyed this show so much. Yeah, this teacher is a blast. No, it, it was funny because the the other thing that we're kind of pointing out in the synopsis was it 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 sounded like this whole uh, Watamote thing where it was going to be like she has this overconfidence about what she's going to do and she's going to like I'm going to do this and everybody's going to think I'm the best and she technically does something like that like once or maybe twice but they never really played much off it after that. It's just really kind of. Uh, something completely different than something that I was expecting with something like Watamote. But no, I just, her over overthinking everything, like she gets sick one day and so she's like texting them saying, I'm sorry, you remember me? me? I'm Bochi. <laughs> I'm your friend. It's Bochi. You remember me? <laughs> we could be friends. <laughs> and so they decide to go visit her and she runs out there in her goofy little bear pajamas because that's her, like her fight suit or something like that. <laughs> It's when she gets serious. Uh, she introduces her to the house, and, and then she does it again, makes sure that she did it right. It, it, she, yeah, she's a, she overthinks everything as an absolute dork. So, And that's what really definitely sells it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like Nako and Aru's little spite that they have, or spout that they have back and forth. She's always pointing out the fact that she's always misfortunate. Uh, but then they have these little cute moments like the candy and stuff like that. It's just an all-around really fun show. I've I've... Like I said, I wasn't really expecting to like it, and but I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. So uh, if I can give somebody probably something they're not expecting, like, yeah, anybody can point out Demon Slayer or something like that or, you know, more Attack on Titan, uh, keep watching, you know, Shield Hero or something like that. But if you're looking for the one that's kind of out of nowhere, it's Hitori Boji. It's the one that I think everybody should probably check out. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So it's probably my, so far, gem of the season, so. Uh, let's move on. We have Sara Zanmai. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll. It's slated for 11 episodes, being done by Studio Mappa and Lapin Track. Uh, the source is original, and the genres are action, fantasy, supernatural. The director, of course, is noted as being uh, Kunihiko Ikohara. So, go crazy. <laughs> uh, and as such, I have no clue about the synopsis, so I'm not even trying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It kind of opens up with a guy named Kazuki, and he's kind of doing deliveries, and he at certain times has to. I don't know if he's doing a, deliveries or he's, he's just, carrying a box. They have to, all three of them have to carry. Yeah, a they're box all carrying all the box. time. It's the symbolisms. Symbolisms. It's their their issues. There's everything's a symbol. But anyways, 
to give a basic idea. Yeah, there, yeah he, uh, he has a, every set time he's taking pictures of himself and sending them off dressed as something else. And dressed as a, an idol, to be exact, and sending them off to somebody. And so it's kind of this weird thing where you're kind of getting perspectives of technically three characters. They all bumped into each other at one location. It or well, two of them bump into each other at one location where there is a statue for a kappa, and the kappa shows up and turns them into kappa, and then forces them to have to go extract this thing from the butt of this evil monster thing that's being created in this weird world. Um, <laughs> and it seems like every time they, if you are you following me still? Are they, are they still following me? I'm not sure. And every time is they anybody extract- following anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they extract this thing from this big thing that seems to be obsessed with one particular type of aspect or or uh, taboo of life, th- they scream this thing to release the thing to the kappa, and then uh, a hidden secret about themselves is revealed to all three of them. So, in the first episode, the other the other two boys get to see that Kazuki is dressing up like the idol that everybody loves and taking pictures of himself. So they're like, oh my gosh, he's cross-dressing. And then they move on kind of thing. And the next episode, there's a secret revealed about this person. And the next episode about this person. So it's kind of like this, what I'm getting so far from Ikuhara's weird, morbid, crazy symbolism mind is that it seems like it's on one half of the show, it's showing that a character is doing something that they don't want people to know about themselves, something that is taboo. At the same time, on the other side of the world, there is these two cop kite characters who are seem to be allowing somebody to be their taboo desire to be fulfilled, which is creating this big monster that the world sees. And then these th- three boys are turned to Kappa to go extract that from that person, give it back to the Kappa, and then their secret is revealed. Uh, the reason why the boys keep doing it over and over again is because every time they do that, the kappa gives them a plate, and the plate will grant them a wish. And, of course, each one of the boys seems to have something, some desire that they want that wish to fulfill. Does that sound like it? Is it, is it are you getting the same thing? Yeah. Because Ikahara, you could be getting yeah. something completely different. <laughs> well, the boxes are, 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 are holding their hidden desires. Um, the, the, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. I can't wait to figure this all out when, when everything is over. It's, it, it, it looks good. And that is for fact. I mean, Ikahara, they, they hold nothing back as far as his budget. Um, Only one stipulation, like everything else Ikahara does, a good third of the episode is the same repeated animation. (laughs) I want to point it out because I think people give him passes they technically do the same scenario with the cop guys. It's the same. I literally skipped it last time because I'm like, they're just doing it, the same it, thing. It, 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 well, and it's, at the same time, they, they're doing the exact same attack as well. And, yeah. and But at yeah, least with the attack, because I'm, I'm, I'm noting the actual dialogue because I don't want to skip it if they're actually yeah. saying something different. But literally the cops are saying the same song, so I skip it. But at least with the, the cop fight, there's a segment of it that's the same, but... At the very end is always different because it's a different scene revealed, even though technically right. again, and everything the, yeah, is the same. And the end was it, when they do resolve the fight, there is a different because it's something revealed at the end. So it, it, I, I I like what they're trying to do. I want to see what everything is is making, what his symbolisms are all up in there. So you, it, I, 
I, I want to wait until I see where the, the, the direction is. It, it does look like it's going to be a, a hidden desires versus um, revealed um, secrets. So it'll be interesting to see where they're going to go. Taboos and accepting oneself, I think, is yeah. the thing he's hitting on with this one. Um, a lot of taboos within it. I love the 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 Dishu girl every time. Not not so much. I, I like how he portrays a scene. Like having him walk through the area suddenly on nowhere the screen pops up and it's got the issue girl and she's doing her her uh horoscope for the day or whatever and it kind of cuts to it then cuts back and everybody's kind of reacting to it he does those transitions very well uh how he told that first story and how it was kind of um hidden exactly what was happening and then kind of reveals at the end was cool he does really good he does an excellent job at directing each scene and flowing from one scene to another i just wish i could watch a version of this that didn't have that same sequence that repeats itself like he does in every single show. Uh, the only reason I loved it, I was okay with it with Yuri Kimarashi. I didn't like the whole, here's the classroom and let's pick somebody. That whole sequence that was played over and again annoyed me, but at least with the other scene, it was like, cool, Yuri flowers and stuff. I'm okay with this. This one is like, yeah, it's Kappa jumping into a butt. Yeah, I don't really want... Oh, he's sucking something out of his butt again. It's like, I don't really want to see that over and over again for 11 episodes. So, uh, but other than that, like, he's he's just... I can't deny that he is a very clever director. And he's there's already been statements that people are spreading out there that he said that he was saying he, this is what he wants to do and nobody's stopping him. So, obviously... And I wasn't aware of him being stopped before, but... At least you can expect that this one's going to be exactly what he wants to do. So, I agree. He's he's got the the directing chops. So it, it's not like anybody is going to. I mean, he's proven himself over and over and over again. It's it, it would be stupid to confine him in any way, shape, or form. Yep, yep. All right, let's move on. We have after Lost. This one is Shometsu Toshi, Crunchyroll, and Funimation streaming it. Done by Madhouse. Uh, unfortunately, they're doing this and not One Punch Man. <laughs> Very unfortunate they're doing this and not One Punch Man. Why are you doing this and not One Punch Man? Uh, anyways. Which one is this? Uh, this is the one we only watched one episode. So I'm going to put that out there right now. We've only watched one episode of this so far. I, I meant to go back and check out a couple more episodes of it. It is based off of a mobile game. Um, very obvious in it um, that it seems to be based off of a mobile game. Uh, essentially, what happens is in the a, a particular city, uh, there was a sudden... Uh, happening occurrence that happened and the city basically disappeared. Oh, okay. And the they, one with the freaking hole in the ground that everybody wanted to go to. Yeah. Uh, we follow a guy named Takuya and he basically goes to this facility, rescues this girl named Yuki, then is told by the people that hired him to do so that we need you to take this girl Yuki and take her into the restricted zone, which is the stone, is the area that's the lost area, which is the area that was, that disappeared. So it's a restricted area, but he and it's really dangerous. Apparently, people that go there disappear, whatever. And um, but he's kind of being hired to take this girl to there because apparently her father was left a message for her to go there, and so she has to be kind of delivered there. So uh, the kind of interesting thing, I guess, about it is that Yuki has some kind of ability about her. Um, she can seem to be able to summon people to fight for her. I think the one that we see in the first episode is somebody that she thought was dead, which is her, like, bodyguard. And so he summons out, like, Gilgamesh Gate of Babylon thing going on with weapons and guns and stuff like that. <laughs> and they're fighting some guy on the... That's some kind of weird shaman-looking dude. 
I want to say that they're they were hinting at the idea that people that are summoned are people from the city of the lost that was lost, but I haven't got it far enough to figure that out. I I didn't like how it looked. The characters weren't really grabbing me all that much. Um, like I said, I wanted to go back and give it a couple more episodes, but so far it just wasn't really grabbing me with the first episode. And I'm not saying that it has to just, just saying that and throwing it out there. So if I get any kind of better idea from it, if I check out a couple more episodes, I'll definitely let people know. But so far with the first episode, it wasn't really doing anything for me. So, yeah, I didn't like it much either. So <laughs> too just, that, that's me being nice. I, I, I don't want to trash on this show. I, it, it didn't work for me. It wasn't, I, I now it let, I'll let, let it go. Let, let the sleeping dog lie. Okay. Next one we have is Kono Oto Tomare. Tomare. Sounds of life. Or, yeah, that was basically the Japanese title at the beginning there. Anyways, uh, this one is streaming on Crunchyroll. Uh, and I think also Hulu. Yes, Hulu. Yes. Yes, Hulu. Uh, slated for 13 episodes, and they already have the second season announced. I think it's going to be in October. So if you want to invest in it, you'll know that there's more coming later. Uh, the studio is do- that's doing it is Platinum Vision. The source is a manga. These dramas are music, drama, school, and shonen. And this follows a boy named uh, Takezo uh, Kurata. And Kurata is, at the very beginning, we kind of get this little glimpse that he uh, is, like, very emotional with these other girls who are graduating. They're his, his senpais, and they're graduating and leaving uh, behind him with the Koto Club because he's a part of the Koto Club. And before he was with these girls, he was trying to, they were trying to make the, the, you know, the nationals or whatever, and they failed. And so they're like, okay, you, you, you basically pass the reins off to him, be successful where we weren't able to pull it off kind of thing. So now you have the new year starting and Kurata is the only member of the Kota club. He's trying to get other members so that they can actually, you know, not be shut down because they don't have enough people. And so he's quickly met by uh, Chika Koto who is like this very delinquent kid. Everybody kind of stays away from him. He's been uh, involved with some criminal uh, incident that happened with his uh, grandfather back in the day. And um, Chika Kuro really wants to join the club, even though he's this delinquent. And of course, Kurata doesn't think he's, you know, really wants to. He just thinks he's trying to mess with him or something like that. Uh, but eventually through, you know, Kuro, you know, doing things for him in the club, he realizes, okay, this guy actually... Uh, didn't wasn't really involved with this incident, and I need to kind of accept him in. And that's kind of followed up with them uh, being introduced to uh, Satoa Hazuki, who is this girl who is actually from this really prestige school for Koto, and he's re- she's really really you know skilled at it, of course, because she's been you know raised to be the perfect Koto. Uh, we assume so far, and um, for some reason she decided to join this school and join this. Koto Club that might not even actually happen. Um, of course, we find out why shortly later, but yeah. And then later on, uh, Kudo, this delinquent boy, his friends decide to join because Hazuki uh, throws her charms out there <laughs> makes them want to join. And the Koto Club is started. And then, of course, the last episode that we watched, uh, the vice principal, who's like this really evil man, it comes in and says, I'm going to shut down your, your club because you're all a bunch of delinquents that just want to mess around. And Hozuki makes the claim that if we can, you know, do a performance in one month and, you know, it, it suits, you know, it satisfies you, you, you have to leave the club open. So that's currently where we're at. They have to learn because 
pretty much everybody besides uh, Kurata doesn't even know how to play, even though Kudo has kind of learned the basic strokes and whatnot. Um, he doesn't really know how to read the music or anything like that. And the other three boys know zero squat about <laughs> Koto. So, yeah, that's that's been the show so far. What's your thoughts? This show has actually really blown me away. I I wasn't expecting much out of this. I kind of wanted to see what uh, how they how they portray the music and what he, I it, it was something that I wanted to learn about anyway. So it was it was nice to see it in an anime so that I can actually learn a bit more about it. But I was actually surprised that these characters were really pulling off to me. Um, some really interesting uh, interplay, and I really have enjoyed a lot of their. Um, K- Kudo is 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 by far one of the most interesting characters in there. I'm sure that he's played out. I don't. I doubt that there's going to be much more to him. I'm sure that we're 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 shifting into Hozuki, and we're going to eventually dig really deeply into her character. Um, maybe these other three delinquents will, will pull off some kind of an interesting story. But for right now, I really have liked the drama beats that they've put into this. And I think that they've done really well at, at exploring these characters. And it's a lot of fun so far. And I've learned quite a bit about Koto. And it's really neat. I guess my only fear is that it seems like, especially with, with Kurata and, and Koto, it, it just feels like it, they just rush through their stories. And it's like is that going to be it? Like, are we just going to introduce the character, knock out their story and go, I think we'll definitely know if, if we knock out Hazuki's story in the next episode, like if they do this whole thing where they introduce a character and then like two episodes later, they, or episode later, they knock out the story just like that. Um, like, and sadly, I think Kurata, unless they get something else with him, it just feels like his whole story is literally his desire from his previous year at there in the Koto club. And it's like, is there gonna are they gonna do anything else with this character? Or does he have any more depth to his character? And that's really my struggle or my fear so far is like this has all the makings to be a solid uh slice of life show. They have the drama beats, they're hitting the drama beats very well. Um, but at the same time, I'm very afraid that these little snippets of stories of their life, which are literally just like this one sec uh so far Kudo's story is literally this incident that happened a while back with his grandfather and his shop. Kurata's entire story or significance has been in his desire to win that uh, that competition when he was in his previous year. Uh, is Hozuki's entire story going to be surrounded about what her mother put her through and how she's trying to to get away from her and 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 succeed on her own, or are they going to have more to them going forward? And that's my fear. So, but so far, I'm not I'm not going to judge it entirely. Again, usual, it's the very beginning of it. Uh, so I'm hoping that they, you know, continue to advance these characters and do more with them going forward. Um, I just have my slight fears in how they're kind of shaping the characters and these real, these really quick one beat stories. And they knock them out and they move on. Um, it looks solid. No, no gripes about it. It visually looks just fine. Um, was a little bit sad to see that Hazuki was like very obvious from the very beginning what they were going to end up doing with her. But hopefully that doesn't get too annoying. That whole um, I don't know if it's spoiler, just her personality, how it kind of reveals, but um, yeah, we'll see going forward. So far, it's been solid. Um, it does have the makings to be a solid slice of life show, and that's what has me excited. I always appreciate when I find find a very solid slice of life show, and this one has all the makings to do that. Just have to, you know, ring back the characters and do more with them, and and then just their main 
uh, crisis that they have. So, yep. An old lady, old lady uh, mm-hmm. shop, uh, Koto shop lady is best lady. Yeah. <laughs> so far. All right. That's uh, Sound of Life. If you're looking for a solid slice of life, I think that's probably, I think that's probably the your best bet this season so far. All right. Next one we have is Midnight Occult Service. <laughs> Midnight Occult Civil Servants, or Mayon, Mayonaka no Occult Koin Kyomuin. Uh, this one's streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation, slated for 12 episodes, being done by st- uh, studio lead in films, sources of manga, and the genres are mystery, demons, supernatural, fantasy, and shoujo. Uh, shoujo. Uh, and this one follows a boy named Arada, and Arada has uh, basically answered to a job listing at the Shinjuku Ward Office's Nighttime Regional Relations Department. <laughs> and at this particular location, uh, he meets several of the other employees of this particular branch. And then uh, quickly they decide to go out for their typical uh, routes at night, which goes to this location, which is pretty much a, a city park, uh, where they introduce him to kind of this unknown aspect of the world they're in which is that everybody lives with these particular spirits or yokai um in this particular world and once he they kind of spray the spray it kind of reveals i mean kind of see them these little spirits and whatnot in this world and um the weird thing that happens is that there's a dispute that happens between the yokai uh namely this these this group of tengu and this this group of angels and he kind of as they're kind of having this dispute Arada really quickly realizes that everybody's kind of overreacting to what the yokai are doing, and he doesn't understand why. The yokai are saying, hey, we're not, it's okay, you know, chill. And everybody else is going, oh my gosh, they're going to attack me. And he's like, wait, didn't you just hear him? And then they kind of realize that Arada is the, is, he's special in the idea that he can actually understand and speak with the yokai, whereas everybody else doesn't understand them. They they just hear jarble. So, yeah, so, um, and they call him the, they or they name him as the possibility of being Abe no Seme, which is a, you know, a really old uh, yokai slayer or something Kinda like that. Kind of like the Merlin of Japan. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's basically the gist of it. And then after that, it's kind of just kind of solving the problems with, namely, at the beginning was with the angels and the, and the Tengu. Um, but, yeah, I... I guess the I guess the yokai per episode stories are my my sekai I guess for other people I just I, it's hard for me to get into them anymore and this feels like it's going to be another one where each episode is going to have yokais with problems and Arata helps them so I don't know it's it's nothing the characters aren't really working for me they're very boring uh, the yokai themselves and how they're kind of implemented in the world. And the setting is is interesting to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another episode, but so far, it just I think it's just the characters. The characters are not working for me at all, which makes sense. It's it's probably more geared towards females. It's it's the genres are in the shoujo uh, element, so maybe it's just it's not a lot of pretty boys. So I can yeah. see that. So, yeah. Your thoughts? I, it, I, I, I. This is one of those shows that I kind of want to see a few more episodes before I make a decision on it. It doesn't. It it came out from the gate kind of an odd premise, and it was kind of interesting to see the the how they're playing out this this idea. Um, but 
I like I agree with Andrew. Some of the characters are not they're not their charisma is not working for me. Their their interplay is not really all that well done. A lot of the characters are just kind of more grady than than anything. Um so it'll be interesting to see what what if the story can save it in the long run, but as it as it stands right now, the, the character is not working. That's Midnight Occult Servile Servants. Check that out if you're looking for a, a yokai show. It's th- nothing wrong with that. So, uh, we did not watch Robbie Hachi, so skipping now. <laughs> I meant to uh, get us some time to watch it yesterday, and it just didn't fit in with everything else. So, and I figured it would probably be less uh, important to us to cover that one than you know watch a couple shows of some other ones to get them up to the um, point that we usually watch for first impressions. So. Skipping that one, let's move on to Cinderella 9, or Hachigatsu no Cinderella 9. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, a known amount of episodes that it's going for, being done by studio TMS Entertainment. The source is a mobile game, and the genres are sports and school. And this one follows a girl named Subasa, and she's starting a new uh, year at school, and she wants to create the baseball club. And, of course, that's met with a lot of criticism by certain groups, and uh, it's up to her to kind of gather up some members, get enough members in order to make them an actual club, and then try to find a location to actually practice and then get a uh, a teacher to supervise them and all that kind of stuff. And so she goes out and tries to find some members. She finds Akane and Juki very quickly and shows them how, you know, just the have him play catch and see what baseball is about. They end up doing a little cute practice match with a, a, a group of kids that are at a, a riverside and they, they thoroughly enjoy it. So they end up joining the club and then they meet up with, who was the other girl? Waka. Waka is a girl who basically tried to get into baseball with her brother, but she was never very well, very athletic. And so she decided to instead use her skills of observing and helped her brother, um, you know, with their club and, and strategizing and, and actually win competitions and so her whole thing was that she kind of wanted to play, but she never could. She thought she never could because she wasn't athletic. But yeah. And of course, here the recent episode ended with them finding her past rival, the girl who's the the the, the trope of, oh, you find it fun. You're not allowed to find it fun. This is very serious. Stop messing around. This is fun. Serious girl. <laughs> Which will probably join them. So yeah, that's that's been the just so far. Because the a, power a of Genki wins everybody over. Yeah, just basically a club show, but with baseball and cute girls. So, uh, yeah, I was actually very surprised how much I enjoyed the first episode. It was a very solid first episode. Very cute. I loved the whole playing the match with the kids. It was a lot of fun. Um, it looked decent. I was a little afraid because I heard some comments about the later episodes, the quality dropping. And I do agree the quality does drop a little bit going in the second, third episode. But not enough that I think it ruins it. I think the characters are still kind of uh, really well cute put together. Was uh, this the one where I – well, you, I, I didn't mention it. But the, I want to say that the lips were kind of weird and going up the side of the cheek. And it was a little annoying. I don't think so. No. I think you're thinking of <laughs> Strike Witch. <laughs> No, that one just looked bad all around. <laughs> I just had to bring it up. All right. Spoiler, spoiler for Strike Witches. Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember that too much. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, now I, I will agree that the characters are cute and it has this very fun and wholesome vi- uh, feeling to this the show in, in itself. Just the fun of 
you know, discovering baseball and learning something new is definitely there. Getting over your fears is definitely a prominent uh, theme of the entire thing. But I, I, I have to my my main criticisms I would criticism I would have with it is technically the characters the chemistry is not very funny or fun, it's just very wholesome and 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 you know explorative. It wasn't until Yoshimi showed up that I just started laughing a lot, and I was like, I totally like, so that was so a gotcha moment. And Andrew pointed it out, and I was like, she's got to be the they're gotcha totally character. going to do it. She's they're gotta, totally going to do it just I was because joking. Andrew pointed it out. I was and joking. then they did it. I couldn't believe they did it. She's literally like, uh, we have to find. Uh, how, how, she's like, like cheerleader. Like I'm going to cheer you on. Let me know your schedule and. She's like, how can I help you guys? And she's like, we need to find more members really quickly. She's like, okay, I'll find a new member. She runs out and all of a sudden out of nowhere she you can asked, hear. No, at first she asked, what, what, what kind do you want? And then they started any, listing off this list. And she's baseball. like, well, I'm going to just get somebody that I choose. And then they, she, she really does go out and get somebody that she chose. And no, just, knew nothing about baseball. <laughs> no, they literally said something like, uh, any girls that want to interested in baseball or something like that. And then she runs off. And it was like, okay, that was interesting. And all of a sudden out of nowhere you could hear her yelling from the distance, I found one. <laughs> Oh, and then, of course, that one was, like, goofy in her own right. She's, like, this master gambler, and then, of course, Tsubasa beats her, or Tizer, Tizer. Um, so, yeah, I, I Yoshimi, and I, and I, I hate to say a show can might carry a, an entire cast, but she was definitely, like, this injection of something that was needed in this group to kind of round it out. Because you had Tsubasa was ganky, I just want everybody to have fun, Akane was reserved, and... And then you had uh, Yuki, who was more, I guess, wholesome. And then you had Tomoe, who was like the childhood friend character. Uh, so it was like this, it needed this rounding out. So I, I think it, it got its full chemistry together at that, that final moment. So I'm hoping that little bit of comedy that Yoshimi and Aoi will end up injecting will end up rounding them out fully and, and kind of carrying the show on. But yeah, I, I'm very mixed on it. I think it's, it's a solid club show. I don't think it's doing anything fantastic, but at the same time, it was just enough to kind of uh, be an enjoyable show so far. So we'll see. Are you trying to prove me wrong? No, I know this is the show that has the lips. <laughs> and you're going to find was, it. It was, it was during, the, it was during the, the shop when they were in the shop. Oh. Because that's the lips that were bothering me. It was a side shot and the lips were kind of going up their cheek and it was kind of bugging me. <laughs> going up their cheek. I, I usually notice things like that, so I'm not sure. Maybe I maybe I sneezed at the moment that it happened. Maybe just, just missed. It. Uh, yeah, yeah, usually you're a little bit more uh, kind of iffy about that kind of stuff. So, like I said, I do agree that the the quality definitely. I mean, it was it was really decently beautiful at the at the, at the first episode, and yeah, I do agree it 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 definitely came down. Like it was like okay, now his this is the budget. Okay, everybody. It's Get, funny because really back a little bit. The first episode, of course, is always the one they want to capture people in. It's funny because it, I I think that it's usually things that because I can I can handle smear uh, or action smears for and and I actually enjoy action smears. It's oh, I don't mind that, anything. I just don't like inconsistent character uh, design. That that does kind of it, when it's when it's a, a a slower the shows that I kind of like slow paced shows. If it's something like that, you better be on your budget. And I will notice that very quickly. And that bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> like that, uh, the my sister, my writer, it's like, it's not a high action show. How can you not pull this off? <laughs> You're literally, your characters don't move. 
Well, and, why and, can't and, you do and the, this? And the reason why it stood out so much on this one is because they were doing a everything else is still on the scene on the screen because everybody is sitting there. They're all looking at these baseball gloves and all that's moving is the lips. And so if the lips are up on the cheek, that's going to bug the crap out of me. <laughs> Again, I don't remember that. No, I will say that it's funny because the, 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 the sports shop is like, are, is sports kind of like that whole thing of like the watermelon thing where Japan just like puts a huge price on it because it's <laughs> oh my special. Gosh, those baseball mitts were insane. They were like 500 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm sure somebody's gonna. Like, none of them no, were they, under hundred. They're really this much. <laughs> none of them, none of these gloves were under a hundred until they pulled out the basket. There's like this 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 clearance basket that they brought out. Oh, those are twenty. Everything else was two hundred and above. It's like, how in the world do you afford? The, is it is it like this is again like the watermelon thing where this is this prized thing that you just you invest in, or is it like the whole? you know, insurance kind of thing where only the people, only the schools are going to pay for this. So they, they make it really high so that the schools pay an, an insane amount, $700. What the heck? A $700 <laughs> baseball glove? What the hell buys a $700 baseball glove? That's insane. I wonder how much the bats cost. They didn't even talk about the bats. That's just yeah. scary. That's just scary. But I guess technically the glove is the thing that you buy yourself and form it to your hand where I probably the baseball gloves and the baseballs are all, you know, something that the school can buy. So, oh my gosh, that's expensive. Of course, that's like those picks from the Kodo Club. It's like three picks, 50 bucks. What yeah. the heck? Well, at least they weren't 500 bucks, like if they were in this world, apparently. Are you still, you, you have to find it. You better find it. It was right there. Where? Where? See her. I don't see it coming up her face. It's up on her cheek. Come on now. That's how wide their mouths are. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. See, I don't understand what he's talking about, and I'm I'm like really stingy about shows. So. No, that looks stupid. To it me. doesn't look stupid. It was fine. Anyway, it looks like her 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 smile is up on her cheek. No, it's not. You're weird. Next one we have is Ultraman. <laughs> I spent way too much time on the show that I thought it was going to be like two seconds. Uh, Ultraman. I, I'm only covering this because I figured, okay, it's just one of those shows that Netflix drops like all at once. But hey, why not just watch a couple episodes and give it a first impression on it? So um, it is one that I actually planned on watching, you know, to review at the end of the season. So expect a full review. I'm sure you can find plenty of people that are full, doing a full review because it's already out. But um, this is my first impression. So there you go. Uh, streaming on Netflix, running for 13 episodes. They are did run for it's released in 13 episodes. <laughs> Trip me up. Uh, it's on Netflix, of course. Uh, studio is Production IG and Sola Digital Arts. It is a Netflix exclusive uh, production type thingy. Uh, source is a manga. The genres are action, superpower, and basically it takes place in the Ultraman world. Uh, at uh, stipulation or, or fine print at the very beginning, all that kind of stuff. I literally know nothing about Ultraman. I mean, I've seen Ultraman clips of Ultraman, but I do not know anything about the story of Ultraman. Just, you know, suit, fight, bad monster, alien kaiju, stuff like that. Uh, so if I'm, like, not pointing out something that's really exciting about this, that's why. Like, I, I'm assuming that uh, Shin Hayata is a past Ultraman that might have been in a previous Ultraman series. I don't know. But the way they open up this particular Ultraman... Uh, essentially, it's taking place after the events of Ultraman, 
saving the world from aliens. And then apparently after all the aliens were destroyed, uh, the one that was had the power of Ultraman, he lost all of his memories of being Ultraman. And uh, he, you know, does his regular life as a father, and he's a father to Sinjuro. And Sinjuro is, you know, realizing that he has certain strength and power to himself that he doesn't know, doesn't want anybody to know. He keeps it a secret from everybody until eventually he is confronted by Belmar, this, or Bemlar, I'm guessing that's his name. Belmar, who is this alien being something, something that shows up that claims that the power that he has is a power that's not, shouldn't be on Earth. And so he's looking to take him out. And then his father shows up and fights him off. And then Shinjiro gets his own Ultraman suit from the organization that basically supported Ultraman back in the day that still exists. And now he fights Bemlar and is going to become the new Ultraman. So it seems like so far in the three episodes that I've watched so far, uh, it's basically doing a two-parter story. One being Ultraman fighting the bad alien beings that are coming to attack uh, Earth. On the other hand, it seems like it's playing a little bit off of the idea of Shinjiro and his dealing with being a normal kid while kind of feeling a little bit isolated because of his power and his fear of using it. So, um, yeah, so far it's been it's been pretty solid. I'm, I'm actually very surprised. And I, now I knew that I would probably like the show just as being kind of an action piece. And it's definitely excelling at that. A lot of the fight scenes with the uh, with Ultraman seems really really awesome. They're doing a little a really good job of the choreography in the fights themselves. They're not just kind of punch 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 or anything like that. Uh, it's they they got these cool little grips, grabs, flip overs, throws, all that kind of stuff. They're they're doing with the fights themselves. It's not just simple beams or anything like that. Even though they do technically do the beams, uh, it, there's a lot more to them. So it's very well a- animated. The the actual uh, set pieces and the choreography that they do with the fights have been really, really cool. At the same time, yeah, Sinjiro is pretty interesting. I'm interested to see what they end up doing with him. Um, hopefully it's more than just the, I'm feel isolated because I have power. Um, the usual Superman, uh, superpower. Uh, I guess it's the whole, um, Superman kind of story. Like I'm not really Superman story. Just this, the Spider-Man such and such story of, of boy with power and learning to use it to fight fight crime and and save people and all that kind of stuff and the rise of a of a hero so to speak. So, I'll, I I'm interested in it. I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it and I'll I'll give everybody a full review when we get to rounding out the spring season. Even though like I said, it's technically over. I I don't know if I'm going to watch it all at once or if I'm going to watch it week to week and do it kind of episode by episode along with everything else. I'm, I haven't decided that, but um We'll see. It's, it's been good so far. It is, I forgot to mention, fully CGI. Uh, it is kind of on the same levels as, I think, Production IG did, did it as well, of um, the Kato, the right answer. It's kind of like that kind of look to it. So it's nice to see another company that's kind of trying to step up where um, uh, Polygon Pictures is kind of the level of. So even though I don't technically care for CGI in anime, I'm fine with these companies that are doing full CGI kind of stuff. Don't mix the two of them. But um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, Ultraman. Tw- Ultraman 2019, I guess you can call it. <laughs> if you need to search it. 
Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch Million Author. I I really do want to get caught up on it because I I know I mentioned the the music up the music podcast episode that because we had the OP in it, which we really enjoyed. Uh, that I really want to watch it, but they didn't have the first season. But I found it on Funimation. So if you're looking to f- catch up on Million Author, like I want to, the first season is on Funimation. So. Next one we have is Isekai Quartet. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Unfortunately, it seems like they are behind two episodes on Crunchyroll, so that kind of sucks. But if you don't want a Funimation account, you can still watch it on Crunchyroll. You just have to wait to get... They're going to have more releases on Funimation before Crunchyroll will, so you have to wait a little bit. Yeah, studio is Studio Puyukai. The source is original... And the genres are comedy, parody, and fantasy. I guess you can't really call it original because it. Te- I guess technically the actual script of itself is original, but the characters aren't. Because for those who don't know, Isekai Quartet basically takes characters from Isekai shows and throws them all into an Isekai <laughs> together. So you have Kazuma from uh, Kazuma and his team from Konosuba. You have Subaru and his team from ReZero. Momonga and his team from Overlord. And then uh, Tanya from Taga, Tanya, Tanya the Evil, and her comrades and commanders and stuff kind of all being cummed into one world together, which is a school. So <laughs> instead of being an Isekai into a fantasy world, it's fantasy characters being Isekai into a school. A school life. <laughs> so it's almost like that show that we never did get to watch that was the, the school kids that got Isekai into an anime school, but fantasy into. And anime fantasy into anime fan uh, anime school. Anyways, yeah. Uh, for those also to kind of give more perspective and info on this one as well, uh, each of these shows at some point while they were airing had shorts being done of them by Studio Pukai. So this is basically them taking that to another level where they just combined them all together. So that is an interesting aspect to it. Pukai does like little chibi art style characters. And so that's the same style that they have here as well. And they're all being kind of brought into this particular school where they're kind of being threatened that they have to be good and have a school life. And it's kind of ominous in that idea. You have Roswell from, uh, from uh, uh, ReZero, who is kind of the class teacher. And he's telling them, like, you, you, need, to, you need to have a school life. No, you really need to have a school life. And some of the some of the the teachers, which I think one was the one from Saga of Tanya Evil, kind of was chanting at them, "You need to accept this" or something like that. And it does like this weird ultrasonic thing at Beatrice, and then she kind of accepted it. So I'm not sure if they can mind control them if they need to. But uh, the main gist of it is having all these characters who a lot of them are way overpowered in their own right, kind of being forced to be in this school. And learn about each other and maybe have conflict with each other. Because, like, Aqua does not like Momonga. Because Momonga obviously looks like some kind of devil. Undead. Undead, undead. yeah. And so she wants to use turn undead on him. <laughs> it really hurts him. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, Momonga got hurt by Aqua? Uh, yeah, it's it's a hoot. Because it's, it is, it's literally, it's, yeah, it's literally would... take four shows that we love... And then make all the characters of those four shows that we love. Besides Tanya, it's like, I really only care about Tanya. <laughs> but anyways, the rest of it is like all these great characters from great shows. And then make them have to like play off each other. 
it's it, that, that, pure that's, genius. It, it, that and that's exactly it. It's it's these personalities that are so out of whack, just left field, and throwing them all together. And how would they react? How would uh, uh, Momonga, uh, or, or even better, Tanya? How would he, she react to Momonga? Obviously, Momonga isn't being X. So what is he? And then, and that's how they left us off on the last episode. And it was like, oh, this is so much fun. I can't wait to see what they go to, they do with that. Beatrice does not take snot from nobody. But what if you gave somebody the ability to actually uh, kind of brainwash her and make her? She's like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> so it's I, I love this show. Okay, it gotcha. is really pulling. <laughs> it's really pulling off a lot of really cool things. I, and I can't wait to see what 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 happens as as tensions start running high. It's funny because it shouldn't work because like technically Konosuba is just stupidly goofy, and they're sitting next to. You know, the Overlord characters who all literally want to kill everybody in the room. <laughs> like, they 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 are – anything that's not us needs to die. Because, I mean, the Overlord show itself, for the majority of it until here recently, has been Momonga, like, saying, wait, chill. I, I, I got a plan for this. Don't kill everybody. And now suddenly they're in a room with a bunch of people they really, really want to kill. Uh I, I think the the weirdest one though is probably Tanya because she is technically from a military human world with some magic, but there's not like demons, there's not you know uh, magicians and stuff like. Well, yeah, technically there's magicians as well, but it, it, a completely different setting in its own right. So she's literally in a room full of fantasy story characters. So each one of them are like just from their, even though they're from Isekai worlds and majority of them are from fantasy worlds, they're just different tone and different seriousness in their own right. So just seeing them play off each other's funny, just the inner, the inner dialogue of these characters going, what the hell is going on? Who is that person right there? That one looks really weird. Seeing Kyokyotas in a desk <laughs> is so dorky. Um, I just cannot wait for more. Seeing, uh, what was it? Uh. I wonder. I, I wonder if they're going to have the four. Uh, the four. oh, Rem, Rem, and Al, Rem and Albedo hit it off really quickly because <laughs> their their admiration of somebody else. I I, I I would really like to see how they're going to play out the if they're even going to do a um, a meeting of the minds between Subaru Kazuma Momonga and uh, Tanya as yes, as finally. I, just, I I think I said that at some point. Like I'm I'm waiting for that moment. These 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 four have to sit down at some point and just have – it's like that whole Steins Gate ReZero spoof that somebody did where where uh, uh, um, Kiyoma is like, I feel your pain, Subaru kind of thing. <laughs> they all just need to come together at the bar or something like that and be like, yeah, this is just dealing with some of these crazy people that I have at my side or something like that. Or <laughs> how did you die in the other world? <laughs> Uh, Momonga's like, I can't follow you there. All I did was just got in a game. I, I was in a game, and Super was like, Yeah, I just walked out of a store. And Kazuma's like, I literally died peeing. <laughs> Tanya's like, I got kicked into a freaking train. Yeah, that'll be a fun conversation between them. But uh, yeah, it's it's pure gold. I was I was truly terrified because I thought Funimation. I literally got a subscription with Funimation just for this show, and I technically for Cinco-san as well, but. Yeah, I, I did not want to miss out on it because I knew it was going to be pure gold. Because, like I said earlier, it, they're just all characters from shows that we really enjoy. They're just fantastic casts, all kind of, you know, bashing each other's head in, basically. 
Oh. Turn undead on them. <laughs> they all wanted to kill him. Or, yeah, all the other girls are like, we're going to kill this aqua girl. Yeah. Fun stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's the Sekai Quartet. Definitely check it out if you're a fan of those shows. It's definitely a must watch. Uh, let's see here. Why the hell are you here, teacher? Or Nande Kokonin Sensei Guy? This one is streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive. It's running for 12 episodes. They are shorts of 12 minutes each. Uh, I don't know about uh, VRV and Hide. I would assume they probably have the uncensored version there, but um, Crunchyroll definitely has two versions of it, I think. Or is it only only listed as, a, as as censored? It is censored. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying any of it's uncensored. They have the, I think it's they just have censored. The, they have the, the other censored. one, the Nobunaga Sensei. Yeah, I think I think all of, of Why the Hell You Teacher is is. Uh, censored which even the censored version is censored it's it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but is exactly censored um anyways yeah so the censored version but it is it is watchable technically uh you you still get the idea of what's happening on the screen anyways uh this show basically follows a guy named uh ichiro sato at the beginning it, it seems like based off of the intro that it's going to basically cover four couples but for the first four episodes so far, it seems like I think somebody said at the end of the fourth episode they end up revealing the next set that they're going to go through, which I think is the swimming teacher, possibly. But anyways, for the first part of it, it is following Ichiro and his teacher Kana uh, Kojima, and uh, Kojima Sente is. <laughs> it opens up basically with him somehow ending up in the bathroom in a stall with that uh his teacher is using the restroom uh using the pot at the moment and him realizing that he's in uh a lot of trouble this is he's not sure how this is going to work out because uh, kojima the teacher is known for being very strict and very um just very 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 strict so after that it's basically each episode is some really unfortunate i guess you can call it unfortunate situation that Sato finds himself in with his teacher, uh, like being caught in the rain at a laundromat and trying to reach something and then un- uh, very inappropriate things happening, <laughs> uh, going, her coming to his, his house because he knows, uh, she knows her mother and, and, um, getting drunk and the mother trying to hook them up, <laughs> stuff like that. It's just, it's just a straight up kind of really etchy moments being thrown at this character and, Etchy ensues, basically. Comedy, etchy comedy ensues. And that's basically the gist of it. If, you, if you're if you looking for just a straight-up etchy comedy, it's basically what it is. Now, whether the censorship's going to annoy you or not... I Mildly mean, irritating to me. Yeah, I, I, you get the gist of what's happening. It's not like it... There's some points where it does the entire thing where the entire screen gets covered. It even censors a kiss, which I don't understand why you would censor a kiss... But they did that too, so it can get it can get annoying. But if you're looking for an etchy comedy, it's definitely doing it in spades. It it gets to the point of just wow, this isn't a hentai kind of moment. So keep that in mind. But if you're looking for that, definitely definitely check it out. I am just waiting for the 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 the, the swim teacher because tan best girl. We'll two, that's two it, shows it, a season. I'm saying it's, best it's amusing and 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 it does what it, it it's trying to do. And and for that, I give it props. Yep. 
All right. Um, next one we have is Ao Chan Can't Study. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll. The Japanese title is Mada Mirara na Ao Chan wa Binkyo ga uh, Dakina. This one, again, uh, being done by, by Studio Silverlink. The sources of manga and the genres are comedy, romance, ecchi, and shonen. And this one follows a girl named Ao Horie, who is desperate to learn as well as she can, do really good in school, so that she can get the best job, I guess, that she can, and get away from her dad. Because her dad is... It's annoying as crap. <laughs> is a very well-known, very popular... Uh, Eroge was a, a, a light novelist, or was he a manga a mangaka? I think he was just a writer. I think he's a light novelist. Yeah. So, um, and he's just extremely perverted. And he even named her first name after basically the face that somebody has when they're orgasming, I think, basically. So that we didn't get that out of the synopsis, but it was pretty clear when, when the first episode aired that, oh, that's what is about her first name. And she said that at some point when she was like in grade school and it's haunted her her entire life. So, yeah, she just wants to focus on studying, get out of her father's house and live on her own basically um but the only the thing that's kind of ruining her desire to do that is that there is a boy that's kind of taking a liking to her and every now and then her fairy sized dad shows up and does something that causes them to have to get closer he technically did it once but and she has an extremely perverted mind because the toxic that her, her father is kind of imbued her. in her, yes, basically. So everything that any boy will ever do, she just thinks that their mind is what comes out of her dad's writing. Like, her dad obviously is has written exactly what boys would think, and so she thinks all boys think that way. And so, yeah, she her mind runs wild a lot of times. Well, I think what's, what really is fascinating about this show, besides being a really amazing opening, by the way, the the fascinating thing about the show is that it felt it felt like a show that is 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 kind of borderline etchy but at the same time always kind of never steps over the line and always kind of keeps itself composed and it i i literally felt like this show was written by a female and then i looked it up and technically it's written by a female and it shows so much because it doesn't it it just feels like it's not really that perverted, but it does have that perverted female mind to it. I guess is the best way I can put it. It is, it just seems like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a man fantasy. It just feels like a girl kind of uh, perversion fantasy, and it and it shows throughout the show. So that was that was an interesting kind of thing that I ended up finding out on it. Um, but I, I like it because it feels different. It doesn't feel like a typical uh, rom com, slightly etchy show. So I definitely give that credits. I've enjoyed it so far. It's very kind of, um, like I said, a lot of it, it kind of centers around Ao and her kind of mind running off into perversion, even though she doesn't want to. And the kind of other side of, of this boy that really likes her, that's trying to kind of calm her down he's constantly. Trying a, he's trying to be really cool. I, I, I really like him. Yeah. Um, there's only one stain of this show, though. There is one major stain of the show. We're her dad out. is really <laughs> just... It, it's not that he's a terrible person. It's not that he's horrible. It's just that 
his character design is off-putting. It doesn't match with the rest of the show. And he's just annoying. And I, did, I really hate him every time he's on the screen. So it's like, he's like, the things that he makes his daughter character. do is like, uh, yeah, okay. There, I guess there's technically things that people would do something like that, but I really don't want to watch it. So I don't know. It, 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 it sucks because technically his character is what created him, her to be so, so um, perverted at times. And it is technically her character creation in what he did to her but at the same time i hate every time he's on the screen <laughs> i just want to see her and her interactions with people and her mind running off so yeah that's the only stain of the show is the dad is just every time he's on the, the show at the, the 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 episode it's like oh here he is again oh my god he's so annoying but yeah the rest of it i i enjoy yeah i i i absolutely agree pretty much shot for shot exactly what andrew said i i love al um, I love her interactions with all the characters so far. Um, pretty much the only thing that I dis- despise about the show is the dad. It's so beat for beat. Exactly what Andrew just said. I'm pretty much in, in agreement. Yep. Yep. I think that's also one of the shorts, isn't it? I think so. It's like all, a lot of the shorts are really good. So yep. 12 minutes short. So yeah, there you go. It was funny. They had the, they had the whole, uh, skirt held up thing and trying to figure out how to tell him. I was like, that's, that sounds just like that, uh, that show that I watched a while back. Uh, today, Oscar show. I think that was what it called. They had that whole scene where the girl was just walking around with the skirt up. I'm like, is that a thing? Is that really a thing that happens? Uh, so goofy. All right. Uh, Sinru, Sinru girl. It's another really good short. that sucks. as a short. This was a 12-minute short being done by uh, or being streamed by Crunchyroll and High Dive. Unknown amount of episodes that's running for. The Japanese title is Shinryu Shoujo. This one is being done by Studio Connect. The source is a four-comma manga. And the genres are Slice of Life, Comedy, School, and Shonen. This one follows a girl named Nanako who seems to be shy to the moment that... Or it seems like she's very shy and the way that she communicates with people because she's shy is she writes Shin- Shinryu. And she does it on like little canvas sheets and everything, and and uh, everything that she says is through that. Even though the show still has her voice, the actual lines, she's technically not talking. She's just holding up the sign and it's saying it through her voice. Anyways, um, and she has a friend named Eiji, who is kind of the you know, like I was mentioning earlier with that with the sound of life. One is the character who's misunderstood. There's three shows that have characters that are misunderstood <laughs> so far. Uh, anyways, uh. Yeah, and so they are in a club for Sinru, and they create Sinru based off of different topics, and then meet other people like Kino, who is a girl who draws everything that she wants to say, and um, shenanigans happen. Yeah, this one, um, it seems like it would be a show that would just be basically on the jokes surrounding Sinru, which I admittedly... I don't really like that it's always there. <laughs> like, even her parents, she uses... The, she writes it. It's like, you can't even talk to your parents? <laughs> what in the world? Like, I, I would understand if it was a thing where she's like, I want to be the best Sinru ever, so I'm going to make it my life goal to, from this day forward, always write in in this format to everybody. But they kind of... And I guess it was just an... Op- Did they mention it in the first episode, why she does it? 
I think we only the, no, the just synopsis much said that, that that's the only way she can communicate. Yeah, maybe she's mute. They never said that. <laughs> I know the synopsis said that she was shy, and that's that's the way she communicated. But that could be wrong because, like I said, the show has not mentioned it yet. So take that for what it is. No, no, I. It is a. This is the this is a, the troubling thing. It's like technically the Sinru is the unique aspect of this show. She's really adorable whenever she holds up the signs. Give it that. But it does kind of take away from a lot of the more... Because it does have some really fantastic slice-of-life moments. I loved when her and Edgy went out to the the uh, the park. It was absolutely adorable. I loved how it ended. But at the same time, every now and then, whenever she pulls that up out of her pocket, wherever she's keeping all these dang things, which probably is really expensive to go through all these things on, on a day-by-day basis. Maybe her dad is like a billionaire. I don't know. But... <laughs> It is kind of off-putting it every now and then. Like, yeah, they go out, they go on a, a roller coaster. They come out, and she pulls a, a, a stinking thing out of wherever she's pulling them out of and writes it to respond to Edgy. And that's kind of the troubling thing is, like, it, it, it's trying to do these cute little slice-of-life moments, and then at the same time, she only communicates this thing. So I don't know why that has to exist unless – other than the fact that it is the quirk of the show. That aside – it is a really adorable show. I've loved every episode. It's a lot of fun. Um, I especially loved Kino when she showed up. Her her skits were just fantastic. I think we were both just laughing the entire episode. Uh, I love how, even though she put away the paper, she pulls up her hand and she has a mouth on the hand itself. And she's like, holy crap, this girl's creative. <laughs> she still manages to communicate with drawings, even on her hands and stuff like that. Um so it's been a lot of fun on it on that regard. So I definitely love the show. It's been a lot of it's been just a blast from the beginning to the end. I just yeah, every now and then kind of go, what what's even the point of having that always be the only option to communicate is through this one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I have absolutely loved this show. Um I really like the the interplay, especially um with all the characters and in, involving AG, um, him being the misunderstood character and all these characters are uh, dr- being drawn around him that are actually artistic and are really just really adorable characters. I really like it. So it's, it's been a lot of fun for me. I've, I've have nothing but praise for the show so far. Nanako's way cute too. I like her character design. So that's Sinru girl. Check that out. If you're looking for a short, cute little show about Sinru, I guess. Uh, next one we have is Joshi Kosei. This one is a three-minute short, so there's not much to say here. It's streaming on Crunchyroll. Uh, doing eaten by Studio 7, based off of a web manga. These genres are slice of life, comedy, and school. And the interesting thing about this show is that it is a show that is going essentially the entire thing without any dialogue. The, every, every scene is basically being portrayed by grunts and actions and whatnot. It's... It's kind of interesting in that regard. It's very unique. That is a, an entire show out of that. Uh, hasn't really done anything particularly f- fascinating with that. Just playing out trope scenes with not really a lot of them are tropes, but it is frustrating. To me, it's frustrating more along the lines of that the grunts and noises that the characters are making is kind of ruining it for me more than it's actually it's technically helping. doing the communication that yeah be it's, there. it's it, and that that's the frustrating thing is i wouldn't mind if it was literally just sound and just be done with it but 
they actually had to force these grunts and groans in 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 there and it's it's really kind of more taking away from it than adding to it and that well, i think the problem is is that you're you're trying to you have this unique thing you're going for and yet you still have these characters who are grunting and whatnot back and forth and that turns it from being a technically a silent film into a why are these three girls sitting in a diner grunting and, and groaning at each other? It suddenly makes it like it suddenly reveals the absurdity of it by doing that. I guess is the best way I can put it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Like if you go into a diner and you see and you're sitting down at a table next to a bunch of girls and you start hearing them going, it's like that's absurd. But if it was just a scene where they're kind of just eating or whatever and and such and such just happens, but they just didn't say anything, that would make more sense. I don't know. I, somebody out there understands what I'm, th- I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's just because it's, it's a very quick show. I mean, in the end, it's probably going to be a 12-episode show, I and mean, you're going to watch it in basically 40 minutes. Yeah, I do appreciate what they're trying to do. I just I don't think that they're pulling it off because they're defeating the purpose of what they're doing. So, Yep. There you go. All right, next one we have is another short. Nobunaga Teacher's Young Bride or Nobunaga Sensei no Osanazuma. This one is being done by Studio or being done by Studio 7, streaming on Crunchyroll. These sources of manga and the genres are comedy, romance, school, and ecchi. So this is the one that actually has a censored and uncensored version on Crunchyroll if you want to check that out. Uh, yeah, basically co- opens up with a guy named a teacher named Nobunaga in the current modern times. At some point he's cleaning a storage area finds this dish and uh the wife of nobunaga suddenly appears in modern times in front of him and <laughs> realizes that he's nobunaga and says i'm here to marry you i just traveled from my hometown and i'm i'm here to to marry nobunaga and um yeah that's not really good because technically times have changed and <laughs> a young girl like that uh marrying a uh basically a, a young adult is not going to work out so uh, she's trying to bed him constantly, and he's like, no, that's technically illegal these days. You can't do that. And uh, so, yeah, he's trying to hide the fact that she's there trying to get into his pants and marry him. And his uh, student is obsessed with him as well and wants to marry him, and shenanigans and, and etchy occur. That's basically what the show is. Now, I will say I am thoroughly impressed that this guy, a teacher who was found by another teacher in a classroom with his hands on the naked chest of a student with another young girl naked in the classroom alongside him, managed to get out of that entire scenario without even an explanation. But other than that, it's this. Yeah. I think the only thing outside of just the etchy comedy of it, it is uh, probably that, you know, the, the whole discovery of the fact that time has changed for this uh, Saito, but other than that, it's, it's it's basically that whole aspect of etchy with characters that are way too young. Um, you're probably not going to be cool with most people in this world. So yeah, pretty much. Keep that in mind. I I got a huge kick out of the whole classroom scene, even though it's absurd that it kind of concluded the way it did. Other than that, it, it's just at no point standard. did he go. Um, no, this is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I like how it has like this mental image of how can I overcome this situation? Oh, let me just strip the clothes off the teacher and get out of my way with her. That's obviously going to fix the situation. But then it doesn't show how he fixed the situation. It's literally, uh, yeah, look over here, basically. That's how he solved it was, hey, let's look over here. Let's just take the moment to just walk over to her hometown castle and Find show her the, the museum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how did you get out of this situation? Oh, he's a genius, obviously. Either that or the, the other teacher is extremely stupid. It works out. So I guess it would have been a, a very short show if he suddenly just ends up in jail. And then she, like, I don't know, raises an army of otaku because she's this lolly uh, shrine maiden character that can, not shrine maiden, but <laughs> kimono wearing character that can rise all the <laughs> the geeks up to, to bust them out of jail. I don't know. Anyways, Yatogame-chan uh, Kansatsu Niki is the next show. Uh, this one is streaming on Crunchyroll. Uh, studio is Creators in Pack and Saita, 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 I guess. The source is a four-comma manga. These dramas are sliced of like comedy, school, shonen. This is another extremely short one. I think it's three minutes as well. Not much to say here. Basically is... It's, it's, it's in this particular... Um, prefecture playing off jokes of the prefecture playing off jokes about their thoughts and ideals of somebody from Tokyo because the main characters comes uh, moves from Tokyo um, has a pretty fun goofy cast you have uh, Mamaka who is like really obsessed with aspects of the prefecture uh, no, has she's a not. she's a cat has a dial yeah has a uh, a verbal tick of saying ya or I guess dialect and then a girl named Maya who is obsessed with her and her cuteness and wants to take pictures of her all the time because they're part of the photography club. That's that's basically been it so far. It's just kind of really goofy shenanigans and over-the-top reactions, stuff like that. So it's really short. Interesting to see what the other character is. Any thoughts on it? She's a cat. Yeah. There you go. That's all I really think about when I watch the show is that she's a cat. <laughs> yeah, she goofy jumps up on the top of the, the bookshelf, starts hissing at him. Uh, Chao Kato Girl 16, the next one, or Amazing Stranger, I think they have a title as. Uh, streaming on Crunchyroll. Unknown amount of episode it's going to run for. It's done by Studio A Cat. The source is a manga, and the genres are comedy and seinen. And this is basically Handmade May. <laughs> Anyways. No, an extreme otaku character uh, comes home one day to a new figure that he has, and it is Nona, who is a girl from. It's basically like a Toy Story kind of thing where the girl believes that she is this action hero that saves the world or the universe. Uh, but in actuality, she is just a figure of that character. And this otaku that begins possession of her is is a huge fan of her. I think he she even finds his like marriage contract that he wrote out to her because he loves her that much, uh, which is kind of funny. And uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I... She's completely done in CGI, which is a little bit weird, and the rest of it's all done with regular animation. But they do a good job of kind of hiding it. I think she's a lot of fun. The uh, the concept's a lot of fun. I think the only thing that's kind of holding this show back for me is the main guy is just kind of very a very one-note stereotypical vision of what an otaku is. And so that it, it's hard to hold up a show with such a very kind of blandly written character, but... It does have some pretty funny jokes surrounding the concept that it's going for. So I, I'm very mixed on if it's going to even pan out well or not. 
Yeah, so far I like it. I, I I can't wait to see where they go from here. The next part was kind of an interesting let in, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, but as it stands right now, I I'm liking it. Oh, Strike Witch's 501st Joint Fighter Wing Takeoff. I'm just going to say it's a short. It's 12 minutes. It's on Funimation and Crunchyroll. I am very really angry at it. Yeah, very disappointing first episode. How many did we watch? I only watched one episode of it. So, okay, I'm assuming so we only watched watch one. one. Yeah, it, that was enough for me. I was. It's not that it's a bad thing. It, it is fun in the idea that it is your characters that, uh, if you're like me, you love a lot. And they're just doing regular everyday things. That's all they're doing. That's, from what I understand, they're not going to even do any kind of battling or anything. It's just going to be the day-to-day normal life stuff back at the base. The thing that makes me frustrated about it is that the studio – I think I haven't even found what the studio is for it. Um, it, it. It feels like a cash grab because it is just them taking the characters. If you're looking to have just this dialogue between the characters having shenanigans and you don't mind that it looks like butt – you're probably going to find fun just in the characters having shenanigans. For for me, I just I love I, they've never been like outstanding, but their animation has been solid throughout the entire series. I think this recent one they you know they were kind of slacking a little bit, but the first two seasons at least, I loved a lot of the animation of the characters besides the CGI plain stuff. And to see it just absolutely atrocious looking in this animation really angered me i was really looking forward to just the normal characters the style that i'm used to and shenanigans but all i get is literally like those those really bad moments in the later parts of fairy tale girls but like all the time it just looks that bad i don't know it's just it angered me and i I don't want to watch any more of it because it angered me so much so but if you're a huge strike witches fan and you don't mind animation definitely check it out like i said i can see the value in it I would just have you more to the idea of just watching a blank screen with sub- subtitles. It'd just be like an audio uh, skit kind of thing. So, yep, that's Maybe it. They'll do the cleaned up version and you can buy the Blu-ray. I, you, you literally have to reanimate the entire thing. They're not going to They do probably it. will. No, <laughs> I see no reason why they would. If they get enough of a backlash, they they'd know. rather do an entire new series. And I think I would rather want that instead. <laughs> Fairy Gone is our next one. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Hulu. Uh, it's running for 24 episodes, being done by Studio PA Works. Sources original. Genres are action, demons, fantasy, magic, supernatural. Uh, this one follows a... It takes place in a world where it's essentially years after where mankind chose to imbue people with fairies. And this gave them uh, a lot of strength and power. They were able to summon these spirits out from uh, behind them, and those spirits can fight other people and just slaughter people. Uh, I think they mentioned in the recent episode that both sides made like 300 of these soldiers, and they just basically slaughtered everything in their path, uh, including the villages that they went through. And in the end, I think only like, what was it, 17 lived? Something like that in the end. Uh, It's kind of jump forward. It's almost like the whole samurai story where now it's past the war, um, there really isn't a need to have these spirit or these fairy spirits and fighting each other. Uh, it's at peace, but now there is a kind of secret organization where they find uh, criminals who are creating illegally uh, fairies and using them for bad deeds. And so they go out and investigate, find them, and stop them. 
at the same time, they have this kind of side story about these different fairy books that were created and how people were trying to find the pages from them. So they can possibly use them for nefarious deeds. So uh, the main character we follow is Noelle, and she, at the start of it, was at an auction, and she gets roped into basically that same organization that is hunting down these things. And she manages to be imbued by a fairy uh, naturally, which was kind of uh, un- kind of uh, unheard of, I guess. And uh, she, she joins the organization along with Free Underbar. These, weird, these names are weird. Uh, <laughs> Free Underbar... Veronica Thorne, there was, what was it, Sweet, uh, who was the one from this last episode? Bittersweet. Bittersweet, yeah. Bittersweet. Wolf Renrow. <laughs> They're very weird names. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's basically kind of an action show. It, I, I kind of mentioned in our in our preview that I was I was kind of concerned about this just because the, the last kind of original action show they did didn't really work out for me. And so I was a little bit afraid of this one, but... I don't know. So far, I, re- I really like the world. I like the setting. I I hope it, this last episode kind of showed me how they can kind of keep a solid, uh, maybe episodic feel to it. It almost feels like they're kind of trying to make it more two episodes per kind of story rather than being episodic. Uh, I don't like the fairy CGI. I, I was really disappointed to see them actually doing that often. But at the same time, it's it's been a solid sh- action show so far. Just nothing really, nothing really huge grabbing me. But it does have potential, and it does look good outside of the CGI fairies. Yeah, that's what's frustrating to me. I story wise, I think it's interesting. It's an intriguing world, very much. Uh, really cool things going on in the world. Aesthetically, I think this show is freaking gorgeous. I love the, oh, the characters, the settings, and the and the the vistas. Are yeah, just it's well put together. And I want to like this show so much, but I come down on a, I don't care. Everything doesn't matter. I did, and I don't know how to explain it more than that. I, I love the story, but the characters just aren't selling it to me does that make sense yeah it it has the adult character issue where a lot of adult characters in anime don't really have much kind of grab to them and unless they really get into the stories of the characters they're not going to have much going for them and that's really been a a thing i guess the best way i have explained is i i kind of agree but the way the thing that i chop it up as is any show that has characters in an adult setting are often they don't grab you as quickly because they don't have characteristic characteristics that really jump out at you and say this is why i'm fun love me so you have to sell the characters with a solid story and i don't know it's it is definitely because it's going for 24 episodes i don't see them like going out of out of nowhere and saying here's noelle and this is why you're gonna like her or here is underbar and this is why you're gonna like him uh, they only really just touch the surface on Underbar, so if they can make a solid story for these characters, besides Noelle just wanting to find her f- kids, uh, her you know childhood friend, we'll see. I mean, it's it's up to them if they can pull off stories with these characters. But so far, we really only got backstory to Underbar, and it was yeah technically just really screwed up. Well, technically more of it was about Rufren, but uh, if they can do something with the characters, that's they have to sell them with their story. They're not going to sell you with personality or anything like that. She is cool. I love the fact that she's like this this sharpshooter. Um, but um, 
I do agree with you. The, the characters aren't jumping out at me, but at the same time, I I don't. It's hard to say that they will because it is a mature setting. It is adult characters. They're not going to have uh, archetypes or attributes to their characteristics because they're adult. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just where I stand on it. I I I like the story and I like the the aesthetics and and I'm I'm hoping that at some point I'll start really enjoying the everything else. Yep. All right. Next one we have is, you know, a girl who chance, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Show. A girl who chance love at the bounds of oh this my world. Gosh, I don't want to talk about the show either. <laughs> Can we just skip it? Uh, no, we need to. Konayo no hate de koi wo utao shoujo, you know, this one is streaming on Funimation and Crunchyroll running for 24 episodes. Dear God. <laughs> Studio 26 is, not 24 26 <laughs> my mind's breaking right now I'm sorry the studio is Phil damn it Phil I love you studio why um source is a visual novel I've heard that it's a, a rogue visual novel so maybe that's why yeah anyways uh, that makes that, a lot more <laughs> sense genre. that makes sense I, I have my, my brain everything has just clicked into place it makes I want to watch this show now no, no it just, doesn't make me want to watch it it just all makes sense now <laughs> unless they actually get into those aspects you kind of are a rogi without the rogi I don't know uh, drama sci-fi or the genres and um, yeah it basically follows a guy named Takuya who um, his dad disappeared or something or died. I don't know, something. His dad's gone, and he's being taken care of by Ayumi. He has Ayumi. the biggest list of love interests in the world. <laughs> I, 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 Playboy, I, dude. Dang. He's, uh, he's being taken care of by Ayumi Arima, uh, which I'm assuming is a sister. Or something. I don't know if they even established who she is. Um, she's a, she's a, she's a, her, his guardian at this point. Anyways. Yeah. He probably sleeps with her, too. It, eventually. We'll get there. Yeah, she's taking care of him, and uh, he goes to school, and his dad was, like, this really well-known scientist who wrote a lot of incredible theories and stuff. And, yeah, uh, I guess all the stories that are going on right now is he's going to school and basically sleeping with every teacher, I think. It's insinuating that he's sleeping with at least maybe the nurse and this other teacher. Um, I don't know her name. Oh, it's right there. It's down here. Uh, uh, Ichoji. Yeah, Ichoji. Ichijo, sorry. Anyways, uh, yeah, and he's going to school, and at the same time, it seems like his guardian, Ayumi, is with the company that's doing construction on the... I, I've still yet to figure out what construction they're doing, but they're doing construction at a beachside. The shops and stuff hate it because they're taking too long. Uh, they are taking too long because these sudden thunderstorms show up and injure people whenever they start working, I've the yet workers to figure are mad. out what the workers work- are mad. They're dying. They're dying. Yeah, and they the the suits they gave them aren't working. That lightning still kills them. I've yet, like I said, I haven't figured out what they're making out there or construct. I'm assuming they're just trying to clear this kind of weird uh, island that's there off the beach side, so that they can make it a beach resort or something. I don't know. They have. I have. I don't. I, I maybe I missed it. Anyways, moving on. Every now and then he comes home and there's a package left on his table, and in those packages it seemed like there's stuff from his dad. One being this kind of weird stone that has these slots for marbles, 
and he doesn't know what it's for, but eventually he goes off to the island that everybody is getting struck by lightning at at a set time because one of the notes said to go there by his dad. And this elf girl shows up, kisses him, then disappears. Naked elf girl shows up, disappears, kisses him and disappears. Then this guy that has been a partner with his dad for the longest time that really wants his research shows up and shoots him. Or, I don't remember if he shot him. But uh, he uses the thing. He finds out and he goes has back the time. ability to go back in time <laughs> with the with the stone tablet <laughs> thing that he got from dad, and so he starts experimenting with it because he went back in time, trying to figure out what's it about. At some point, his his guardian gets kidnapped, and so he decides to use it to try to foil these guys that are kidnapping her. Uh, so he keeps getting his butt kicked and resetting time until eventually he drives a moped into the room. And gets his still gets his again. butt kicked, and then is and then the and then the obvious yeah the flunky up. that obvious <laughs> obviously set it up comes in and rescues her. That's that's been it so far, and and yeah they went they went to the the place that they're getting like they have like a little council where the 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 civilians are being explained to by the company that they need to do the construction, and the people are saying we don't want it. I, it was doing something with the whole resetting time thing, but other than that, it's like holy crap! This show do something. I it just it it's been it is it's been very trying show to watch through. I mean, it, it opened up pretty kind of silly with the whole like holy crap! This dude's like a total playboy, and I think he's sleeping with everybody. And it's just been like really boring about this construction, and and that's about it. And you can't even you can't even really chop it up to they're trying to set something up for the long game. It it, it feels so disconjointed. I mean, just if you listen to the way that Andrew is explaining what what's going on, think about what he just said. There is a construction company doing <laughs> we something. Don't we don't know what the heck they're doing. There's a, a mystical island that's killing people, but they can't fix it and people are mad and oh yeah by the way dude's sleeping with everybody and oh yeah by the way elf or it's, it's randomly a elf popping out of the sky and landing on him oh yeah and also a mysterious while he's student. getting shot and then random tool that makes it to where he can go back in time and oh yeah by the way we're gonna go and save our sister that my, did you say that he was getting saved by the guy who set up the situation is that what you were implying no, it, it it just it was very obvious when that video <laughs> guy showed up that he's like, oh, no, this is happening. And the, at, but the one of the guys said took him long enough. So that insinuated that he set up the capture. I totally to missed that one. But yeah, that yeah, makes he sense. Was, it, he was a tool. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's such a – the show is so no, all over no, the place. No, it's, it's hard. I do want to – I want before I forget, I want to point this out. It was – we both caught it. It was stupid that – I think Chris uh, noted it first, but he keeps the, the first time he comes in, one of the guys takes this girl's shirt and just rips the front of it, and her <laughs> chest with some bra comes out, and it like implies this whole thing that they're like gonna uh, attack her, or rape her, or whatever. And uh, he comes in and he says, "Oh, you can't do that!" And and the guy just punches him out. He resets it, comes back in, same thing, kind of sort of happens, resets it. Literally just drives straight in with the moped, completely skips the whole part where one of them grabs her shirt and rips it. Her shirt's still intact. 
He rides back by, by with the moped, wrecks it, and suddenly out of nowhere, the 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 shot changes from him <laughs> to her, and her shirt is ripped. So I'm like, did he did he just rip it as he went by? Like, oh, well, this needs to be ripped still. So let's just go ahead and rip that because I want to save you with it ripped. I don't know. It was dorky. Well, yeah, like, like I said, there, there's also the whole aspect with the transfer student that says that this is bad. You should stay away from here. And that's about it. And but no, it's a transfer student that knows everything but doesn't know anything. It, it doesn't do anything. But I need to make anything. sure I get into that school. I need to make sure that I join this school because that's important. No, it's... I think the frustration that I have for this is outside of the the whole resets uh, sequence, the f- aspect of having that time control. Outside of the scene with you know this this elf girl that shows up and kisses him, and this guy literally wanting to kill him over the tablet. That has been the only kind of something's happening segments of the show. The rest has been literally, what are we doing? These conversations have nothing to do with anything. Do something. Have dialogue of some sort of importance. This is really boring. Okay, we find out about that. The fact that the dad was really, really important. This Mio, who... My gosh, the only thing that makes me angry about this show is that it's Rio Kajimia, and I'm not watching it. Uh, or not wanting to watch it. Uh, She's actually <laughs> a good character. I like her a little Yeah, bit. she kind of, like, spills out this whole theory that the father had. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. We're getting into something here. And then it just goes back into the construction. I don't care about the construction. Anyways, or I'm beating the death horse at this point. But, yeah. And then I struggle with the fact that it's going to be two cores. Like, you better do something real quick to hook me in. Because 26 episodes of that stupid construction site is going to annoy me. <laughs> well, even at the, what, what did we say for a 20, for a two core show? It's the three episode rule becomes like seven episodes or something like that. It's really dangerous because you get to a certain point where you're like, I just want to, I, <laughs> I have to finish it now. I'm invested. <sighs> Anyways, um, that's, that's, you know, check it out. If that sounds interesting. I that's that's it for the season. Um, uh, all I have left left on here is just the the outlines for the other shows. This the multi cores that we technically talked about in our mid season uh, talk on our review podcast. So yeah, that's a uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of um, iffies. Uh, but like I said, I'm enjoying the second season of, of One Punch Man. Demon Slayer is beautiful. Excited for this this particular storyline that we're going into with Attack on Titan. Excited for more Fruits Basket and actually finishing it. Wise Man's been very, very uh, surprisingly how much I'm enjoying it. Uh, we never learned our uh, the sound of what was it the the sound of uh, sound of life could be a solid slice of life if it turns out you know to do something solid. Uh, Hidori Bochi has been the gem of the season so far. All the shorts have been a lot of fun. Check them all out, except for maybe the the etchy ones. If you're, you know, not like the etchy, uh, that's uh, and the multicores. You should be watching Dodo and Rising Shield Hero are still solid. We have to get back to Karakuri Circus. We're way behind on it, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's spring 2019. Any final thoughts? Fluffy tales. Yeah, if you if you're depressed, going through some hard times. Or just a long day of work. 
jump on that Senko-san. Fl- fluffy Tails and, and Bochi definitely yeah. are the sugar shows of the season. Yep, that's it. And my dog is now up and excited, so that means it's time to wrap things up. We hope you guys enjoy this first impressions of the spring 2019 anime season. And again, we're at TakuSpirit.com. You can go to the front line mini, all of our anime, new and old, great community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And y'all take care. Oos!